everybody, and welcome to episode 291 of Video Game Apocalypse. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the magical, mystical Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? Turkey man, Chris Antista. And notorious dance move thief and renowned cheapskate, Matthew Allen. That's pretty good. And special guest... Sleeping on the couch because I ate too much, Elena Yee. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend, which means a lot of you are probably, what, trapped indoors with your family members. Yes. For some of you, that might be a blessing. For others, a terrible, terrible You are curse. shoulder to shoulder with people you do not align with politically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost guaranteed, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it can be the worst, but uh, it might make you feel better to know that you're not the only one with a terrible family. <laughs> they happen a lot in video games, too. Uh, yeah. That's what our top five is going to be about. The five of the most dysfunctional families in video games. Stop pulling your sister's hair. No. <laughs> She's across the country. I only get to do this once or twice a year. Got, <laughs> Got to keep tradition alive. That's right. Yeah. Give me yeah, this. It's absolutely. been 40 years. How will she know she has a brother if I don't pull her hair every once in a while? That's true. If a tree falls in the woods, if if a sister's alone without a brother... It's not like we talk. (laughs) Ah, This is getting dark. I love it. Love it. I think it's about to get darker. Yeah, probably. And be sure to stick around for our final segment where we'll go into game deals for the first time in a long time because it's Black Friday when you're hearing this, so presumably... You want to get out there and buy some shit or sit at your computer and buy some shit. Either way, we got you covered. Uh, how's everybody's Thanksgiving week going or thanks taking, if that's what you uh, like to think of it is. I am in the midst of severe Christmasing around this house. I just ah. sent you a picture. I was late to the podcast because yeah. I had to bring in a borrowed ladder So because I was uh, fastening lights outside my house. I am going. You're going to see this shit from space. I'm going to annoy <laughs> nice. my neighbors. Uh, I had to cancel some... Did you know how cheap Christmas lights were? Holy fuck. Is, well, They're LEDs like, are regulars now, because LEDs for a while were super expensive. They're still more expensive than regulars. Yeah. Wow. Are they? Either way, if you want to, say, get 500 or so, that's like $6. <laughs> so, like, I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend a tidy sum hmm. and throw, I just, I've never had a house to decorate in my life, so I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. I'm very envious. Yeah, speaking. I mean, that's just the first layer. It's just the first layer. Oh. Nice. Oh. He's got layers. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta. I'm gonna get some stupid candy canes to align the driveway, nice. and uh, a big inflatable uh, Bombi bomb, Bumble from uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Because I'm trying to go non-denominational. Really yeah. weird <laughs> pronunciation. Bombi. <laughs> my cat's. My sister's cat's name is Bombi. Mm. Bumble, the abominable snowman from Rudolph the Red Nosed oh, Reindeer. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I'm trying to make it non-denominational because my neighbors uh, have Jewish stuff all over their yard, and I don't think they'd like a lot of Santa or Jesus shit. So, yeah, I mean, you like, got to represent yourself, right? Mm-hmm. They're I don't doing give a that fuck about Jesus. I wish he was dead. I, I, <laughs> you get like a I like grinning Ru- Jesus on a crucifix with like a Santa hat. <laughs> I like Rudolph. I like to pre- I like to spell Christmas like the same way I spell X Men with an X and a hyphen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't give a fuck about Christ. Get it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out of there! Everybody should everybody should have fun with this stuff. Decorate a tree. Yeah. Hug somebody. You know what the reason for the season is? Winter. Yes, winter. Winter's the planet tilting away from the sun. 
Boy, yes. you're, you're not too lazy to change your Twitter name from Christmas Antista for nothing, huh? <laughs> hey, look, I just I put it there last year and just waited it for it to come back around. It's much not like my. the guy who leaves his lights on his house. Yeah. You're just the Twitter version of that. That's Dude. Yeah, except that I don't live on Twitter. Dude, my brother does that with Christmas music. I'll get in his car. Yeah, I'll get in his car and he's playing Christmas music. And I'll look at him and I'll say, it's June. And he says... Just give it time. It'll be it'll be appropriate soon. He enough. goes, yeah. It's Bing Crosby month. What are you What are you trying to say? You sure he doesn't just would... really like Christmas music and he's just covering up, pretending it's laziness? <laughs> oh no, no. I think it is because he likes Christmas music. Oh, okay. I just I think it's hilarious that he's just leaving that playlist on indefinitely. He's not even changing. I would I would look at you uh, with disdain and I would take a chug of eggnog and say it's December twenty fifth somewhere. Shit. <laughs> 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 on Mars. Mm-hmm. Who right. knows? Well, we we run a pretty functional ship around here. Not like the families that we're going to talk about in yes. this week's Top 5, True. which we'll get to right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Because I, I'd never heard from anybody who's done this before. You talking about my chromosomes? Your chromosomes. Let me t- like, tell me about, tell me about your DNA. <laughs> well, I decided to do the, the 23andMe, the old uh, DNA test, because... Any you know, reason why? Well, I just wanted a corporation to have my DNA. You know, <laughs> I, like, deep down, I was like, you know what to do with this. Because like, that is... I a- want to join the X-Men. I want to somehow, like, you know, I just think it's going to facilitate yes, something. Yes, I, I want a last Starfighter situation. Where, exactly. Like, there he is. One of we the greatest him. movies of all time. But, but like... But were you curious about your background? Oh, that's right. Well, you don't have a brother or sister. Correct. I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and I was told, at a, like in my adulthood, that that I was the product of artificial insemination. Ooh, giggity. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yes, turkey baster, yeah, um, basically. And, yeah. But you know, so you have no dad. Well, I did have a dad, oh, but I but he wasn't my biological father. You know, so did you know that at the time? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till long. I mean, I, I was I was well into my twenties before I was that was disclosed to me. Mm. Um, so that you know that was interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when all this all these DNA testing you know sites came on Ancestry and Twenty Three and Me, you know it it was sort of like, uh, like hey, the, the Facebook not? of sperm. Exactly. Put your DNA here, and we will uh, we will sell your sperm to Cambridge Analytica, and eventually right. steal your vote. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreoncom slash time. And we're back to talk about what new episodes of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. That's right. And <laughs> you want to watch them with what dysfunctional families? Oh yeah. Ah. Which we'll oh, get... that's what I avoided. Yeah. Let's get into our number five. You are such a fucking animal, a deranged animal. You fucking ain't right. I'm deranged. <laughs> How could I not be? I should have had you locked up years ago. You stupid Do shit. It. Do it. I'll put you in a fucking ground with the rest of them. And that's really all the time we have. 
that's got to be that's got to be Duckman. <laughs> Sounds kind of like it, doesn't it? <laughs> that is uh, uh, the DeSanta family from Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, uh, Michael mm-hmm. and Amanda, specifically. Yes. They might be the worst family on this list, but they don't actually murder each other. So that's why they're coming in at the top here. They might be, but they also... So other than a lot of their background or backstory, they might be one of the most realistic dysfunctional families on this list. Mm -hmm. Because the stuff they do... Forget, like, again, their origin stories and how Michael and Amanda met and all that, but, like, the, their actual marriage and, like, how they treat each other and the fact that they cheated on each other and stuff, like, that's – this is pretty pedestrian, dysfunctional family stuff compared to many entries yeah, on this list. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's <laughs> believable, dysfunctional <laughs> yes. family stuff. Although, yes, you, you do – Michael does murder a lot. Amanda doesn't particularly like that. But ultimately, it's it's one of those strange things where like they they hate each other, they bicker constantly, they have huge falling fallings out, but they still love each other and they'll still stick up for each other when outsiders threaten them. Sounds like my dad's side of the family. <laughs> I'm just so proud you said fallings out. I'm just reeling yeah. from that. You caught yourself. I did. I almost said falling out. It's like a fucking pleb. <laughs> But, um, I, I think, um, yeah, obviously there's a lot of friction between Michael and his wife. There's friction between Michael and his daughter, who seems to want to just be a reality show star. That's her ambition in life. And, of course, there's Michael and Jimmy. Jimmy Pete. being meant to represent Grand Theft Auto V's audience. The fuck you doing? Nothing. Really? Because I keep uh, hearing a math for that. This, a cop, that. Go away. What? Yeah, go watch your linear entertainment. Go watch porn. <laughs> Just go away. Shit. Fuck you! What the fuck? Disrespectful little asshole. I can't believe you did that. That's my TV. You don't talk to me like that. I can't believe you... Mom was right about you. You don't know any better and you can't help it, but you're an asshole. Yeah, well, why don't you do something then? Besides just stand there. Why don't you hit me? Is that what you want? To be hit by your son? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh man i'm glad they, they're working those hundred hour work weeks to write dialogue uh, like that <laughs> no I, I, I still i still can't believe that's how little pete sounds though now that's just yeah that's crazy that's, that's little pete from the adventures of pete and pete mm. dance petunia dance yeah if i remember that right they they then go out and ride bikes at the beach and hate you, each you other remember the that they they released a piece of promotional art that I don't think, you know, because Rockstar wasn't big on previews or anything. That was just Jimmy flipping off, like, Michael standing in his doorway. No, he's flipping <laughs> off his sister. His sister. And then we're like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this part of the game? And I couldn't really imagine what that art was from for, like, mm. months. <laughs> and it all made sense because not not only is this family dysfunctional because it's Rockstar and they're they're uh, trying to make a, a satire. Mm-hmm. Uh Trying to make, I tried to make that sound more pejorative. Uh, they have every quality of every dysfunctional family, oh, every yeah. every kind of dysfunction. So that's probably why they're one of the worst. As even, even, in every family, even the dysfunctional ones, there's always that one person trying to keep it together, and this family lacks that. They don't. Yeah, the closest I would say is the daughter. Like she's, mm-hmm. but she's just. She's just really mad at everybody. Like every yeah. every scene she's in, she's just constantly pissed off because they're all ruining her life. Yeah, and, and normally, yeah, like the mother would maybe be trying to bring them together, but well, no. she she kind of like she keeps up a facade that she's the centered one because, like, yeah, she's 
fucking her yoga instructor and is like keeps talking about like you need to have a center have more of a center but really she's she's just as angry and pissed off as the rest of them and uh of course a lot of this tension comes from them all being in a somewhat illegal witness protection arrangement yeah because uh, that his last name is not DeSanta. no no. Do you remember what it is? Michael Townley, according right. to the internet. <laughs> Metanata. <laughs> you even have to admit that. Yeah. I'm impressed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. See, I, that, that's the thing. It made me feel like crime does pay. This dude, life of crime, got caught and lives in a bigger house than anybody listening to this, within 100 miles of anybody listening yeah. to this. That's what's mm-hmm. weird is it's he's... I think they even refer to it in the game as a casual witness protection program. Yeah. Because you normally wouldn't go to, like, Hollywood if you were in the witness protection. But he's, like, hiding, <laughs> not only hiding in plain sight, his yes. daughter's Where trying people to be go on a to reality get show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, if I remember it right, it's it's not actual witness protection. It's just that he is in, like, some sort of arrangement with a detective who hit him. And yeah, with the with the fib guy or their version yeah, of the FBI. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think he like gave him a bunch of the money that he stole from the bank robbery. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, they, they sort of have a, an almost familial friendship with Trevor, who uh you know, loves them and wants to hang out with them, but uh is, you know, obviously very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. He's like crazy Uncle Trevor. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, Tracy, his daughter, Michael's daughter, seems very very happy to see Trevor when he first shows up, which is kind of an amazing thing because it's like here's this psychotic dirtbag who's you know killed or fucked or fucked over everybody he's met so far, and oh, Uncle Trevor, oh, it's so nice <laughs> to see you. Very true. Uh, yeah, I think one of the first missions, like it's like it's like. It happens unusually fast. Like one of the first things that happens is like Trevor shows up and everyone's surprised because they all thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. And then something happens with Tracy and Trevor and Michael are just like, let's go. Let's let's go get her. Let's go kill these guys or whatever. And it's just like, OK, they're just picking up right where they left off. Yep. Like you just yep. thought this guy was dead, but nope, he's going to go protect you now. So. Mm-hmm. Really? Just, I just thought about this today and I had to bring it up again. Who's do you remember who the actor is who plays Trevor? Stephen Ogg. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him in public like three times, and it's always fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's so unsettling because he's he's <laughs> yeah, just Trevor, right? He like he looks like Trevor. Like I remember yeah. when he was in uh, Westworld season one. Like that's him, and mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's un- I think one of the reasons he probably doesn't get cast that much is he is so Trevor. It's just tough to get past Trevor yeah. with that guy. Well, he was like he was cast on Broad City as like a creepy repairman creepy who was like showing man, up yeah. in the hallway of their apartment building. Um, and and yeah, you I, actually you uh, you guys performed at a venue where he was performing. So I that's yeah, not not to brag, but I, like I locked eyes with him with the green room and like jumped like fuck. <laughs> Why is this guy here? Oh, he's a funny. He's a he's a genuinely nice person with a lot of friends that everyone yeah. likes. Yeah, he's like, uh, what are you doing here, creepy man. Walter Goggins? <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, he fucking looks like that, and I just I don't have any other situation like that where. I, well, he's the most psychotic game character, but it, yes. Uh, when do you see a game character in public? <laughs> that's mm, very yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, right. You just stopped me short in my never. tracks. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, we see Pokemon in real life in that trailer. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, but never, never sitting in the same room. Yeah. But well, Michael. Yeah, but Michael. So toward the end of the game, like a, a lot of shit happens. Uh, Jimmy drugs Michael and kicks him out of the car and that's when he has that like bizarre uh, trip where he thinks he's been 
kidnapped by aliens, and then he flies over the city for a while listening to quotes from people who hate him. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Amanda takes the kids and leaves at one point and uh, leaves him a big, long letter. They're saying, like, I, I don't understand what's happening to us, to you. You've gotten so much worse, and you're, you're never going to change. But then toward the end of the game, they start to reconcile and they go into therapy together, which is where they have that exchange earlier. And they start to talk to each other a little more honestly about their feelings. All right. You are just a lame and angry psycho. Sometimes you do bad shit and things. I don't know if I love you and I'm pretty sure I hate you a little bit, but I'm just so fucking upset that we can't even see each other. And you're just a drunk, lame dad. You know what? That might just be the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. So will you buy me a car? What? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. No, I just love this. So, like, let's talk real quick about Jimmy. Yeah. Because Jimmy... So Jimmy is Rockstar poking fun at the people who buy their games. Like, Can we all admit, like, like he... Every scene he's in, like, I think the the intro to the character is, like, he's playing that game very... And he's, like, he's basically cussing a dude out... And he's, he's using, like, every slur you can think of, like, your typical kind of online game stuff, to the point where, like, Michael can't hear his movie, and so that's kind of, he yes. walks up to, to, to like, and that's where he breaks that TV. Mm-hmm. And you are right, Michael. After that, they go, they do, do a thing on the beach where then they go for a bike race, and then they run into the daughter on a yacht trying yes, with yeah. some porn producers. Yeah, so Michael has to go out and, and quote-unquote, rescue her. Yes, it's, it's very dysfunctional. But, like, Jimmy is, like, a cross between, like, spoiled gamer stereotype and then the kid from the sopranos like aj from the sopranos right Mm -hmm. yeah aj soprano is a pretty good comparison but this is like he's meant to be douchey yes but he does have a redemption arc and a redemption angle sort of like well he saves his dad in that yeah well that that's uh one of the the funnier bits these dudes that are they're trying to kill michael and his family and one of them has michael on the floor with a gun pointed at him and uh jimmy hits the lights and then it like switches to his first person perspective (laughs) where he like comes out with night vision goggles and like holding a bong out in front of him and he goes up and clocks the guy with the gun and then it's like Oh yeah, and you just see like see his hands in front of the camera as like yeah. the camera's bobbing up and down. Yeah, and, and it's like see tea bags in. Yeah, it cuts away, but he's like wearing like full military fatigues with a helmet and which, everything. Which just, you just know he uh-huh. got as pre order incentives for a Call of Duty game. Yeah. <laughs> like it's and, almost like And he's also teabagging his dad instead. Yes. It's dark. Yes. <laughs> and he wasn't looking. Ah uh, yes. Typical Oedipus right there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, but this is how douchey he is. Like he has he has these tattoos, and one of his tattoos. And forgive me, I'm sorry, my um, I, my my Latin is a little rusty, but it's edifica adversario tuo arium pons ad receptum trans, which translates to build your opponent a golden bridge to retreat across. It's like, <laughs> could you be more douchey? With is that, that shit, like a dude? Sun Tzu quote or something? <laughs> but he has it tattooed on himself, yeah. little Pete. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we we talked about him in an earlier episode that was like the way that games represent gamers. Yeah, and it's yeah, always yeah. like it's so weird to me that it's like no, you're talking about the people who make and play these games, and yet you always fall back on like the the worst gamer stereotypes. No, well, that that's the thing, but like to me, that's what most of that game is. It's not that he's represent. Representing Rockstar's view of gamers, it's mm. Rockstar's parodying oh, yeah. the general public's per- perception of gamers. That, that's true, and and <laughs> I mean that's how I, I diagnose him and, and Trevor and even Michael that they're all 
They're all things that people used to claim GTA was, but never was. Mm. Yes. And like, yeah. yeah, now there's no reason to care anymore, so let's just make characters parodying all that. Yeah, Trevor is the living embodiment of the psychopath character that the media always discusses. Like, this is how you play GTA. Like, Trevor actually just lives that life. And I think they do it. it it's meant to show, like, this is how ridiculous this would be. Like, no one actually does this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of do. Yeah. You can. <laughs> at least my Arthur does in, in RDR2. He's always <laughs> complaining to the girls at the camp about, I just keep killing innocent people and animals. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Them. When I get those things, it's like, I, but I haven't been. What are you talking about? I was talking to a guy today about that, and that disappointed me. Uh, he said the same thing. He goes, I don't kill that many people. And he's still, I, but I'm like, yeah, but even if you're doing the main storyline missions, you're killing like 20 or 30 dudes, like rival gang members. Mm. So you are killing, you're a monster. Your body counts higher than Jason. Yeah, uh, check out Elm Street Nightmare Season 2. Uh, available to Patreon subscribers only. Thank you very much. Yeah, Dysfunctional Family. I yeah. mean, we, we mentioned the daughter. We didn't really talk about the, the whole subplot of uh, it's her trying out for this these reality shows, but it's sort of with porn producers. Yeah, well, it's with Laszlo at one and then, point. And that's the thing is they completely lampoon and like make fun of Laszlo yeah. to the point where Michael <laughs> tattoos a dick, and you get to choose to tattoo it on his chest or his back. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's it's Laszlo doing like, oh, I'm a complete wimpy version of myself, but like he's one of the writers. He just put himself in the <laughs> yeah, game. He did, yeah. Well, because we'd always just heard him on the radio show. Yeah. But then yeah, I sent you that little, few, like, weird bit of... one of the tri- few consistencies in the game. Yeah. In all yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. But I sent you that weird bit of trivia today, Michael, where it's talking about Michael DeSanta, and it's like, he learned to tattoo in prison by doing his first tattoo right. on, his, on his cellmate's buttocks. And I'm like... Tattooing Who? his own name on his yes, cellmate's buttocks. Yes, And I'm like, why did we need to know this? Because we need to know what kind of man he is in prison, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Says a lot about character. It does. Yeah. It's an important uh, environmental storytelling, sure. <laughs> the environment there being your cellmate's ass? Yes. Uh, I got nothing. Let's move on to... Number four. You have ever been the ally of humans. Have you forgotten what they did to your mother? Think you I would forget such a thing? No, but neither do I seek revenge against them. Still uttering the same nonsense. No matter. Now is the time to put aside your weak human side and join me in remaking this world. Dracula, in the name of my mother, I will defeat you again. Ah, best family ever. Acting! (laughs) And scene. This uh, is that's some Castlevania dialogue yeah, right there, Michael. Yes, it is. That that is from Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of the most wonderfully hammy uh, scripted and acted games ever. Still it, a very good game. Huh. Very good game. Who else has played this besides me and Matt? Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Come on, you got to play that. Oh my god, I'm running away in embarrassment right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it, it's understandable, but. Yeah, you should. It's it's I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like the only Castlevania game I think you need to play. I it's know. It's available my, like everywhere. I know. Now. My list my list is embarrassingly long. It's it's just because you only really spent all that time in Dracula X or Rondo of Blood, right? And you just didn't have time mm-hmm. for Symphony of the Night. We know how yeah. it is. We know it. Yep. Totally. Fun, fun bit of trivia in the Japanese version of Symphony of the Night when the logo flashes on screen. It just says Dracula X, but all the letters have the same amount of spacing and size, so it just looks like Draculax. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so speaking as someone who hasn't played this, mm-hmm. it was interesting for me to be able to start to identify it, um, like vaguely, because of the hammy acting. My mm-hmm. first thought was, oh, this is a dub of something Japanese. Yes, yes. very much. <laughs> yes. This is a dub of something Japanese. It was not by my hand that I have once again <laughs> given flesh. Yes. So good. Uh, so but terrible. we're specifically talking. There's a couple dysfunctional yeah. families in this so series. So it's right? it, obviously the relationship between Alucard and Dracula. Alucard has helped or try or directly killed Dracula at least twice now uh, in Castlevania Three and Symphony of the Night. But depending on which timeline you decide to go with, the Draculas and the Belmonts are the same family. Again, depending on timeline, mm-hmm. because this is well, this there's is not it's actually canon. in three in three time. Well, in two of the three timelines, they they intermingle, right? So in the Legends timeline, yes. Alucard has a child with Sonia Belmont, the which, protagonist. Which However, ends up being Trevor. That Belmont. game has been disowned by uh, Koji Igarashi and is not part of the canon anymore. And he's actually expressed embarrassment at it. And then you have the the Lords of Shadow timeline. Where not only, uh, spoiler, does Gabriel Belmont, the hero of the first game, become Dracula, but, well, he he, uh, he has a son out of the deal before he becomes an evil vampire. And the son comes after him. It seems the Brotherhood have deceived you. Yet I would know the name of the warrior who wields such a weapon. Someone for whom your very existence brings shame upon me and my family, devil. You are an abomination upon this earth. I know who and what you are, and this day I claim vengeance. That is from Lord's Shadow Mirror of Fate, which was like a side story between uh, Lord's of Shadow 1 and 2 that uh, was originally released on 3DS and then came to other consoles and PC later on. Um, It is really the last of the Metroidvania-style Castlevania games. And I say that just because, like, well, obviously I can't just say Castlevania-style Castlevanias because that's, like, two different kinds of game, man. You mean, yeah, Metroid. Castlevania-style Metroidvania? Are we, start, are we mixing up our Vanias at this mm, point? No. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's a 2D side-scroller that you can freely explore. Hmm. But uh, in this timeline, Trevor is sent as a holy knight to confront Dracula, his father, Gabriel Belmont, a former holy knight who became a vampire, Dracula fucking kills him, realizes who he is, gets all weepy, and uh, pours some blood into his mouth. And then this happens. Trevor? Trevor died a long time ago, father. You made me what I am. I stand here before you, reborn, a vampire. I am Alucard. So oh, shit. that kind of messes with the continuum a bit. Like, I uh, remember yeah. when Alucard helped Trevor. Now he is Trevor. Yeah. And Simon is Trevor's son. So uh, the entirety of Mirror of Fate, because you will play as Trevor and as Simon and as Alucard. So it's like a father and son and a grandfather, uh, none of whom are really all that aware of each other's identities. Mm. I see. Yeah. Didn't uh Chris, I think Brett did a video all about the really confusing timeline of Castlevania, right? Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Why would you start <laughs> the first game of the sixth game? <laughs> why would you why would you presume you'd get that far to fi- everyone for everyone to figure that out? 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a series that's been around for years and years at this point. So, it, it you know, you get mm-hmm. it that they're like, oh, yeah, we're rebooting, we're resetting. It's just a shame, though, because, like, you, you mentioned he disassociated or he disavowed Legends. But I kind of yeah. feel like Lords of Shadow is... is we were talking, Lords of Shadow almost has worse status. Like, at least Legends, when you go to the wiki, it's on, like, the main timeline article page. Lords of Shadow has its own timeline article page. They're like, get that shit out of here. Your timeline yeah. is not yeah. good enough for well, us. Well, it's, it's sort of a reboot. It's it's like saying, well, where does DMC fit into the larger Devil May Cry uh, plot? Like, it's... it's just, we don't know. It's yet. a reimagining. Yes. Probably. Not to By the, the way, another fucked up video game family. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. We couldn't. We didn't. We didn't know what their name was. The Dantes. The, the Spartas. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sons of Sparta. Mm-hmm. Sons and grandson of Sparta. True. Yeah. True. But yeah. So you've you've got these family members who are continually trying to kill each other until mild spoilers for anyone who still cares about Lord's Shadow was planning to play the second game or Mirror of Fate. Um, Alucard and Dracula have a bit of a Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader moment. You know better than anyone I cannot die. My immortality runs through your veins too. Of course. Only my father, Gabriel Belmont, can destroy Dracula. It is too late for me. How can you be so sure? swelling music there Uh, Martha (laughs) (laughs) well that that whole thing like the the plot of that game gets so convoluted in that like alright so spoilers again so skip ahead a couple minutes if you really don't want to spoil a major plot point of Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 Trevor slash Alucard has created a sword from the vampire killer, and if he stabs Dracula in the heart with it, it'll put Dracula to sleep and erase some of his memories. So Dracula will sleep for hundreds of years, and uh, his his enemies, uh, Zobek, who's basically death, played by Patrick Stewart, and Satan will gradually come out of hiding, and then he can be woken up at the right time and defeat them when they're uh, they're out in the open and they're assured of victory. So it's okay, sure. It's a bit silly, but like yeah. oh, you're Dracula in the second game, but ultimately you're a good guy. So it all balances out. Yay! Yay. It's all a bit Soul Reavery, uh, Legacy mm-hmm. of Cain ish. Yeah. Strong Legacy of Cain vibes in that. Like, yeah, it's th- definitely very much like the game that came after it. What? What? But didn't Castlevania? Castlevania came out before Legacy of Cain. No. Well, no. The Lords of Shadow was was way after. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, Lords of Shadow. Legacy My of bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but there there are some similarities. You have this amoral antihero who's also the villain, but really like he ultimately wants to do good as long as it's not as at his own expense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those that have been watching the Netflix series, you see a lot of the dynamic of the. Well, they're what's the the actual last name? Tepes, the Tepes family, Tepish. the Tepish family. Yes, yeah, which I think just means the Impaler. Like that's the real Vlad Tepish. Can Dracula. someone just explain why Alucard's middle name is Fahrenheit, please? No, because <laughs> Celsius was taken. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, you see a lot of that family dynamic, and I'm I'm not going to obviously spoil the new season for folks, but mm-hmm. you you see a lot of Alucard in in that season. I'll just say that, and you see a lot of Dracula, of course, because he was. 
He's a big part of the plot of that mm-hmm. series. Spoiler that is, that is the only time I've ever cared about Castlevania's story. And, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about it in the news segment. We brought up DMC earlier. Oh. And there might be a little crossover there. Hello. So stay tuned to segment two. But, yeah, if you want to see uh, Vampire Men getting weepy, that last episode, oh, man. <laughs> well, the last couple episodes, really. Um, but, anyway, let's move on to... Number three. <laughs> That sounded like the Japanese uh, principal vicars from Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) 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 Really? We actually heard the name in there. It just was a little... Yeah, Kazuya. Yeah, we heard Kazuya. That's that's a big giveaway. So this is the Mishima family from Tekken. So that that was uh, from Kazuya's ending in Tekken 5, where this is a weird, weird family. Um... Oh, that yeah. consists of four generations over the game. So you've got Heihachi, who's the main old dude everybody knows with the bat-winged haircut. You've got his son, Kazuya. They they have a very complicated relationship. You've got uh, Jin Kazama, Kazuya's son. Uh, who and they Kazuya and Jin are both like tainted by demonic powers. They have the demon blood. Yes. yes. And then there's Jinpachi, Heihachi's father, who I think only appears in like one or two of the games. And yeah. what what you were hearing there is Kazuya. He's Jinpachi is like the final boss because I guess the older you get in Tekken, the more powerful you become. He's defeated Jinpachi, his grandfather, and he's cradling him in his arms. And you see this this little flash of memory with like Kazuya as a little boy training with his grandfather, and it's like there's that tenderness in the piano music. And then he just like l- raises up a fist and punches him, and the old man literally turns to dust in his arms. Yes, yes. After going, and uh, and then Kazuya grins at the camera, which is like a trademark of their endings for whatever reason. Like, the, okay, the first ending in, uh, in t- the first Tekken, Kazuya defeats his father, throws him off a cliff. Then in Tekken 2, uh, Heihachi defeats Kazuya, throws him off a cliff into a volcano. There's a lot of just <laughs> all their endings are just murdering each other to the point where it, it starts to reach a fever pitch in Tekken 5. Where, just to set the stage, uh, not content to drop them off cliffs anymore, Heihachi ties, or, or actually chains, Jinpachi, Jin, <laughs> and Kazuya to a rocket, to the nose of a rocket that is heading into outer space, <laughs> so and this is their moment of realization. Being launched into space on the nose of a rocket, oh, making Heihachi oh, very happy. Acme. Majestic. Yeah. It gets even more majestic in Tekken 6, where he skips the middleman, takes them into space, and then uh, they're, they're tied up in spacesuits, and he just pushes them out of an airlock one by one. Oh no, one of them pulled him out too. Oh no! Share the love. Actually, 
<laughs> so that that requires a little bit of explanation. So they they all get all three of them get pulled out of the airlock, drift toward the Earth, and uh, burn up in orbit. And then the scene just switches to like Gunryu, the the sumo, just standing there in his loincloth with his ass to the camera, staring up into the sky, and he sees these three shooting stars, and he just says, "Julia Chun." <laughs> sure. As Julia is this girl, this this woman he has a crush on. Uh, technically, that's not accurate because if they were pulled into the vacuum of space, you would not be able to hear them saying anything. Uh, no, my favorite part of this is just like depending on who you win with in the arcade mode, the endings all change. Mm-hmm. But the, the the theme of the Mishima clan, they, they always just have to kill each other because yes. they're always vying for control of this super corporation, mm-hmm. uh, the, this evil corporation. Yes. Uh, and we're, to the fact that like, the, the first game, you are actually the protagonist. Like, because you, you're the good guy. And he was. Nominally. And most people just kind of wrote him off as Ryu. And then it's revealed kind of later. It's like, oh, by the second game onward, you are. The, the demon blood has taken over. And mm-hmm. mostly you're the main baddie that everyone's trying to go after. And then sometimes it shifts over to Haihachi. Yep. In Tekken 7, that, that focused on Haihachi, where you're actually, he's the protagonist. And yeah. that was the end of the Haihachi story, which. I'm not. I don't want to spoil plot endings, but I will just say this: the last fight or the la- the ending of that game it ends in a fucking volcano, a fight inside of a volcano. Yep. Against an an Akuma, Akuma mm-hmm. or from Street Fighter is somehow there. Don't yes. ask me why. Don't ask me how. He's somehow there. Um. And yeah, it's wild. Well, man. Yeah. Apparently, I, I was I was reading this earlier that Heihachi's wife, Kazuya's mother was secretly an assassin working for this rival clan who uh, married him because her clan had seen that Heihachi would someday take over the, try to take over the world, so she was trying to kill him to stop it. The Hashicho clan. Yes. Yeah. And then, that's right, and uh, Akuma had apparently made uh, Heihachi's dead wife a promise that he would avenge her by killing her husband and son. So yeah, yeah. Somehow yeah. Akuma gets yeah enlisted here to help, mm-hmm. but that's sort of one of the big secrets we mentioned—the demon blood. Yeah. So Heihachi does not have access to that, nor does his father. You think it's passed through the you know all the men, but then you always wonder why it's just Kazuya and Jin. Mm-hmm. It's because it's passed through the mother, ah. and so that's actually yeah, it comes from their side of the family, and that's interesting. Yes, and so that's why those dudes. They turn into devils, or uh, Kazuya also has the angel mode, because Mm -hmm. of course. So why is Heihachi so insanely powerful? Is it just his body is bolstered by science? He looks super anime and super Mm -hmm. stupid, and he's got got the the horseshoe haircut, as I like to call it, where he's just, you know, the sides and back, but it's sticking up like four Mm -hmm. feet into the air. Mm -hmm. It looks like if Larry David slept upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, And then... I was watching some in-game cinematics, and the best is to see, like, how they've aged him up. Because, like, if you're talking, like, Tekken 2 and stuff, he just looks sort of like... He's probably in his 40s. He's, like, this middle-aged man. And then at some point, they're like, no, no, we're going to make Heihachi, like, 70-year-old man. And like you said, Michael, he gets stronger every time yep. and he's got the iron fist powers and, and he all looks stuff. like if ben franklin was in that scene from something about marrying <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah and then there's like the non-canon endings tekken tag tournament 2 i think he like drinks an elixir Eyes. that restores his youth and then he like takes this other thing that's like it's gonna turn my body into something super powerful and he literally just becomes a bear and uh, starts angrily shaking the scientist who gave him the potion that turned him into a bear. Which is funny because he has a pet bear that protects him. Oh, Kuma is his? Yeah, Kuma is, huh. is his bodyguard bear. Or 
It's either his or Kazuya's bodyguard. I might be mixing that up. It, hmm. Someone has a bodyguard bear. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's all we need to know. Also, he was played by uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa in the movie. So, for anyone who saw that, I still haven't. I just know that that happened. The Tekken movie, yeah. Oh, we did. On the Laser Time YouTube channel, we did do ending theater for all the Tekken endings from 2 oh, and nice. 3. It's ridiculous. Boy, is that a wonderful trip down... Uh, Bad story in CG Lane. <laughs> yes. Remember when those were considered like the high watermark for computer graphics? Yeah. Fuck yeah. When that's like a reason you kept playing a single player uh, fighting game with, with only yourself. Mm. Yeah. You gotta see that. Well, and now they've set up. So the ending of Seven, like I said, it's, that's Heihachi's like goodbye. The, quote unquote. Come on. He'll be back. Mm. Uh, but they've, they set it up now so that. It's the final showdown. I mean, the really the the main guys you've been following is is Jin, and it's Jin is going after Kazuya. That's what they're setting up next. So this is dysfunctional family in that all of the men in the family are constantly trying to kill each other. Uh, Heihachi, we forgot to mention, or did we mention he killed his wife? Yes, I did. Mention so, yeah, 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 he killed, and she's the one, the assassin that that, that passed on that blood, mm. and yeah, it, they. They're all just killing each other. Yeah, uh, or keeping each other in captivity, as Heihachi has done with uh, Jin and his his father. Uh, don't forget the fact that I think it's either Kazuya or Heihachi has... Is it, so Kazuya has an, a, a secret brother uh, that, that was just introduced in, like, Tekken 6. Huh. Yes. Or he's, he's like a half-brother. Uh, I, I, I did forget yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, Fine. that's why, you know... But there's there's like all of this weird family stuff, and it's really just based around this psycho clan that all they're trying to do is vie for power of the, the Mishima Zaibatsu. That's the name of that evil yeah. corporation I was mm-hmm. trying to remember. Uh, and it's stupid and ridiculous, and it's like it doesn't sound that ridiculous until you see how they act it out. And it's like there's always fights on the top of mountains or inside volcanoes. Like, yes. Did somebody say stupid and ridiculous? Number two. Your sons. You know, sons of mine. And they're sure as hell not me. Just a bunch of cells grown in a lab. What they are is much sicker than that. Who knows this one? Well, you tried to throw us with the different voice. Yeah, with Kiefer Sutherland's voice. Les enfants terribles. (laughs) About the 1972 project. Les enfants terribles. (laughs) (laughs) You never did like the French. All that Catherine the Great aristocratic pompousness gets to me, that's all. Palace talk. They can keep it. Les enfants terribles. The terrible children. Yeah. You're making a face, Elena. I'm just trying to understand what era this is. Like, I hear a helicopter. There's no understanding. This is Metal like, Gear. Hear- this, this spans okay. this, all this kinds of eras. This is 1984, Well, it's just that you can hear the helicopter, right? And mm-hmm. then he talks about, what was it, listening or think people who talk about, like, st- I interpret it as some kind of aristocracy, right? I'm like, these two things don't mesh in my mind. No, no, it's just, this is... Typical Metal Gear shit. This is some Metal Gear bullshit ass shit. Yeah. And, and maybe you didn't recognize the helicopter because it wasn't playing 80s music as you landed it to kill an entire mm-hmm. map of enemies at the time. Oh, See, well, okay. I, I actually, uh, I played it on PC, so I modded it so that it would play uh, X Gun Give It To You. And, uh, and then I realized, like, oh, that just alerts all the enemies that I'm coming in. So. Yeah. Oh, man. The yeah. beauty of playing on PC. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Metal Gear Solid talking about the sons of Big Boss, which have you know it, this was kind of like kept off out of the series for like 
the first couple installments, and then when Metal Gear Solid came out, you got a big revelation dump right at the end, courtesy of villain Liquid Snake. They fertilized an egg with one of Father's cells, and then let it divide into eight clone babies. Then they transferred the clones to someone's uterus, and later intentionally aborted six of the fetuses to encourage strong fetal growth. You and I were originally octuplets. Octuplets? Yes. The other six of our brothers were sacrificed to make us. We were accomplices in murder before the day we were even born. Born? Yes. I don't think that's how genetic I just wanted... It's really not. Real quickly, I do want to clarify. The Sons of Big Boss is actually the name of a Foxhound terrorist organization that named themselves Ah. after Big Boss. But you're talking the literal... The literal Clones sons of Big Boss. Sons of Big Les Boss. enfants terribles. Yes. yes. Uh, so, which which is actually, despite that speech by Liquid, is three that we know of. Well, because well, he's not wrong. If I understand correctly, the third it's it's the third clone was grown later. He mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't part Solidus. of that batch. Yeah. Yes, Solidus, who became president. Yeah, President <laughs> George Sears. Yes. Uh, and the villain of uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, although, the, the, really, the... Um, Sears. Yeah. <laughs> George Sears. The definition can stretch a little bit in that... I, re- I remember, like, Hideo Kojima was saying that, like, one of the themes of Metal Gear Solid 2, we've done Gene in Solid 1, and now it's meme. So it's, like, talking about passing down things through learned behaviors rather than uh, genetically inherited. So, like, you could say in that because uh, Raiden was basically trained to be a copy of Solid Snake... Yes. That he's sort of uh, through mimetics. He's he's one of the the sons of Big Boss. The 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 Gene Soldiers clone. I think they yeah Gene Soldiers from the first game from Metal Gear Solid One. <laughs> Gene Soldiers. This sounds like an eighties hip hop <sighs> troupe. Yeah, we yeah. the Gene Soldiers. We're here to dance it up. I, that doesn't sound right to me. I'm sure it's something else. Uh, Genome Soldiers. I sure. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. they're all like infused with the genetics of Big Boss. So yeah, somehow. And they're, and they're, yeah. yeah, like okay, you know, it's it's good that you you have a soldier you like. Yeah. Um, you don't need to create an entire army just from one dude. Like you know, that didn't work out so well for the Galactic Republic when they did it. Um, Would have worked out in Jason X. Sure. Yeah, an army of Jasons. That sounds great. Let's let's unleash it's, that. That's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, so the, the sons themselves, let's talk to there's Liquid Snake. Mm-hmm. Explain to me, because this has always been confusing. So Liquid Snake thinks that he is all the recessive genes of Big Boss, but well, he's actually the... I have a sound for that. Okay, thank you. Oh. I got all of the recessive genes. You took everything from me before I was even born. Doesn't really explain it, but yes, it is revealed in a phone conversation <laughs> at the end of, of Solid... That, like, no, he actually got all the dominant genes. and That's also not how genetics works. Yeah. Like, recessive genes don't mean you're worse at things. It means you have blonde hair yeah. or blue eyes. And, and yeah, somebody you know. pointed that out. It's like, well, if he got all the dominant genes, why is he blonde? Mm-hmm. And that, that's the other ridiculous thing that he's just like, you are the Adonis and I'm the, the little Danny DeVito of this twin scenario. <laughs> and, like, he's like this beautiful, long Yeah, he's man. this huge, jacked, angelic-looking yes. dude with, like, yes. blonde locks. And, and Snake is this, you know, little crouching goblin in the, the shadows. <laughs> Who eventually just becomes this old man you play as yes. in 4. Not that anyone can still play 4, don't worry mm. about it. And and yeah, the the sons of Big Boss or the the Enfant Terrible. Uh, we we see like that 
uh, despite what Kiefer Boss has to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, where he he's like, um, you know, I got nothing to say with him. I don't want a relationship with him. Uh, you do run into uh, Liquid Snake as as a Eli as a preteen. Yeah, yeah Eli. Eli. Yeah, he's and a little shit. He's a dick. He's a fucking shit. You yeah. run into him in Africa, and he's running. God, it's like this little troop of gorillas. He's, he's it's, like the head it's, of the like gorilla soldiers. Yeah, right? like a, a child, a gang of child soldiers. Yeah, that's what it is. The yeah. child, and they're all really shitty. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, he, he's like you. You kind of capture him, and then he's like, I just remember he escapes. Like yeah. there's yeah, he he escapes. Well, he he uh, apparently like after he joins up, like he he very grudgingly accepts that. Okay, I live on this oil rig now in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And, like, uh, apparently when you're taking off in the helicopter, if you, like, look on the roof of the command building, you can see him lounging in a chair uh, <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah, but, sure. But, yeah, he, he's a dick. He tries to kill you on more than one occasion. And in the, the secret final mission, which was, I think, on a, a DVD that, like, was included with the collector's edition of the game, you could see that, like, oh, he actually steals the metal gear from your base and like one of the final oh. missions is going after him trying to retrieve it don't and, ask me to remember like any of the whatever act that was like all of the i don't know if i beat that game or not and mm. it's very very rare i can say that about video games is i i got through lots of stuff uh stuff happened to quiet that's all i'll say mm-hmm. uh but i don't even know if i ever really saw the ending of that game because it, it was like it ended and then it kept going and ended again. Yeah, I I got to the point where it was just like, okay, now there's like three missions left, but they're just harder versions of ones that I've already done. Yes. Like, yeah, and those, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, that to me didn't feel like there was more game there, but I heard there sort of was. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, there's there's liquid. Yeah, there's liquid. There's solid. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then solidus, which yeah. of course means neither liquid nor solid. Yep. And he gets the mixed genes. He's a little dominant and recessive at the mm-hmm. same time. But he, he ages faster than any of the others and sort of... Uh, That's why he's old man president. Mm-hmm. But then they all... It's all built into their genes where they're supposed to age prematurely anyway. Yeah. Because they're are supposed we, to be disposable super Michael, soldiers. What are we do, why are we trying to explain Kojima plots? This I is some know. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all bullshit. None of this but matters. Yeah, they're, they're all family. Um, Snake has either directly killed or contributed to the killing of uh, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his own father, the original, who in turn killed his mentor, the boss. The boss yeah. yeah, killed killed Liquid. Uh, Raiden killed Solidus, um, more or less. Ooh. Yeah, uh, true. I just thought of another. And, and then we've got Liquid Ocelot, who's also a completely he ridiculous thing. Thinks he's inhabited by Liquid, and then it turns out he just hypnotized yeah. himself. I got taken that, over by his severed yes, arm. But, but I, it was to fool the computer program yeah. patriots. And there, but there is one more fucked up family we're forgetting. Who's that? Otacon. Oh God! Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh man. Oh man! What a mess. That is the that is the most dysfunctional family. Yeah. Do you so... remember this, Elena? No, but it just sounds very Japanese to me. <sighs> like in terms of plot. Michael, do you care to? So talk? let me see if I can remember this. Yeah. So, Hal Emmerich is I'm gonna, the. I'm gonna go get a hmm? snack. <laughs> I'm gonna go okay. get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Hal Emmerich, the Autocon, the creator of Metal Gear Rex. His his stepsister he was had kind of a thing with, but uh, he was actually uh, sleeping with his stepmother that she she was abusing him. But also uh, his dad, who looks exactly like him and is in Metal Gear Solid Five and Peace Walker, is a complete chode. 
um, who may have killed Hal's mother, uh, Dr. Strangelove, who was apparently uh, actually gay and in love with the boss, but wanted to have a kid so that she could teach him about the boss's will. I don't think he had anything going with Emma. He just, he was very protective of his sister, Emma. That's right, yeah. He definitely, though, he was seduced by his stepmother. Thank you. They had an affair. In I'm, I'm his, glad my off-the-top, off-the-cuff waffling gave you time to look this up. <laughs> his, his father, after learning about the affair, committed suicide by drowning himself in the family pool. Oh. And Uh-oh. he tried to drag Emma with him. Oh. But she survived. Yeah, that sounds like him. And she, Emma was expecting Hal to rescue her, but he didn't know it was happening because he was with his mom at the time. Well, stepmom, right? Sure, but it's grosser if I just say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm. Yeah. So Emma hated her brother because she thought he abandoned her. When really he was just getting it on with his mom. I mean, that is that is abandonment, right? Literally. It's gross, whatever it is. So, yeah, that's the most fucked up family. They win. Number one is <laughs> Otacon's uh, family. That's, yeah, that's right up there. Man, I wish I'd thought of that one. <laughs> good, good on you for remembering it, though. Um, in the meantime, we're just stuck with this. Number one. Stutzant. She knew. Shall we? Now? Now. What are we hunting? You are hunting deer. Which way? In the direction of deer. <laughs> okay. Uh, this way. Ah, Kratos, you're such an asshole. Dad. I love that. Was one of the it was one of my favorite lines in that whole game, though. Like asshole dad, Kratos. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> You want to talk about families that like to kill each other. Or uh, one guy that likes to kill yeah, everyone in the family. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is technically the Greek pantheon. We're talking yeah. about God of War, which, yeah, al- already we have uh, 2018's God of War, which has a, a, it centers around the relationship between Kratos, who is a former God-murdering psychopath who's mellowed out considerably in his old age, and his son, Atreus, who's a, a sweet-natured boy who goes through a lot of growing pains over the course of this game. Mm-hmm. And their relationship starts out as uh, you know, Kratos is like an absentee dad who doesn't really know his kid very well. And he tries to be like all tough love, but it just kind of starts to break the boy down. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very complicated uh, seeing them go through the evolution of their relationship. And... Things were a lot simpler back in Kratos' younger days when he was just murdering his way through everything that came uh, into his path, starting with Ares and uh, moving on toward uh, the rest of the Greek gods. Um, Uncle Ares, we should say. Yeah, well, actually half-brother Ares, because Kratos is revealed in the second game to actually be a son of Zeus. Never be the ruler of Olympus. The cycle ends here. So yeah, Zeus has heard a prophecy that Kratos is going to unseat him and and destroy him. So he does what everyone in a Greek myth does, uh, which is ensure that the prophecy happens by trying to kill the person (laughs) who's foretold to to kill him. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it's just a family trait. Yeah, well, actually, it is, because when he says the cycle ends here, 
it goes back quite a ways. The story of revenge has been told before. You know of the mighty titan Kronos. So fearful was Kronos of the Oracle's prediction that his own children would rise against him, that he decided to imprison them all in his belly. Rhea stood by and watched as her children were devoured one by one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but by the way, Kratos kills him too for good measure. In a yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he re-kills Kronos. Yeah. Well, also, Kronos, uh, uh, I don't think he killed his dad because his dad was the sky, but he did cut off his dad's junk and throw it <laughs> into the sea, and that's where the other Titans came from. He cut off the sky. Yes. <laughs> he cut the dick and balls off the sky. That's why it doesn't have a dick and balls anymore. Hold on. I just want to say that I like there- that Kristen announced his return from getting a snack <laughs> until this very moment. <laughs> Well, I, I thought Michael was rapping slowly with lines. <laughs> <laughs> off the sky's dick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, he kills... Kratos kills every type of family member you can imagine. Yeah, and most of the things that he kills are related to him in some way. Like, mm-hmm. even Charon, the, the ferryman of the underworld, is like his great-granduncle or something. I mean, it's the Greek... Gods, it makes sense. Yeah. Everyone's related to each other because they don't know actually how to like you know broaden the gene pool. Well, it's like yeah, when you're exactly. the son of Zeus. Like Zeus is like, Zeus is like everyone's dad, you know. Yeah. And so he, but he he murders he murders oh, yeah. his his brother Ares. He murders mm-hmm. Cerex, which is, is technically sort of his nephew because that's the son of Hermé or Hermes, which is Cerex. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, which is one of Zeus's uh, kids as well. He murders. Athena on accident, which is one of Zeus's daughters, mm-hmm. and and his aunt, and his aunt, yes, yeah, uh, or no, 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 no that'd, be, that'd be his half sister, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hermes, he he cuts the legs off of uh, yes. Helios, Ooh. he rips the head off of. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He he kills a lot of his relatives in terrible ways, and and really, it's it's one of those things where it's like he's just so driven by anger from. Killing his own immediate family, killing his wife and daughter, uh, yeah. because Ares drove him crazy. And uh, well, we sh- we should we should also point out the one of the ways this cycle all started. So he was a bastard son of Zeus, mm-hmm. and there was a prophecy saying the marked child would ah, come yes. and kill his father, and his brother was born with a bunch of birthmarks. Yes, and so they came and. And they came to get the Mark child, yeah. and they stole his brother Ares away. Ares and Athena. Yeah, Ares and away. Athena stole his brother away. And then in that confrontation, Ares threw him against some wood and put a scar on his face, thereby making him the marked child unknowingly. Mm-hmm. But he also, for good measure, got a tattoo commemorating his brother's marks on his own yep. face. So he became, yep. again, the marked child twice over because it's God of War, and you have to go full full on sure uh, and then you gotta by, lean into these problems basically by three he was running out of half brothers and sisters to kill <laughs> and uncles where he started killing like great uncles where he kills like poseidon who i think technically is his uncle he's yes, like a brother yeah he, he uh hades he, he kills puts out poseidon's yep. eyes and it's in first person from poseidon's perspective oh, oh my god you get to jab your thumbs into your own eyes yes yes so he, um, he, he yeah he, he kills all the heroes he kills perseus theseus he kills rip torn uh, that's true. tragic. <laughs> yeah. And he even goes toe-to-toe with Kevin Sorbo. But he made your name known amongst the people. A fierce warrior, a killer made a hero, a man made a god. But this time, brother, this time I will destroy you. 
call it my 13th and final labor. Soon I will become the god of war and claim the throne for myself. And then I'll be revealed to have really shitty politics. Uh, <laughs> he's my little Hercules. Yeah. Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> it is actually Hercules. And it's it's sort of uh, silly because like that scene where he confronts Kratos, it's like, okay, Hercules is the one character from Greek myth everybody knows. Yep. And yet he's like, your dad's favorite. Everybody knows you and nobody knows me. I got all the shit work. And he's well, wearing, you got to be God of War. He's wearing the lion headdress and he kind of mm-hmm. looks like, like my Arthur when he has the bear headdress in RDR2. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, he but, kills. I mentioned Rip Torn. That's Hephaestus, mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of the crafting god. Harry Hamlin uh, reprised his role from Clash of the Titans as Perseus, and which he, was really cool. And of course, he, he did. He yeah. kills him. You <laughs> know, he did. Pretty much everyone is dead. Do you think this is his way of avoiding Thanksgiving? <laughs> could be, could be. It's, it's a pretty a good way. Very lonely yeah. Thanksgiving. And, no, you don't have to argue about like awkward politics. I, I kind of got the the sense that you know Kratos is. It's not so much that he wants to destroy Olympus. It's that he's suicidal and he's you're waiting for someone to to kill him to yeah stop he's, him. he's challenging them to kill him although yeah. i do like the kratos thanksgiving <laughs> boy pass me my blades of chaos while i cut into this turkey <laughs> faster boy let us watch the detroit lions play a really bad game of football <laughs> Watch the new episodes of Mystery Science Theater. Boy, that is a marathon. It will be on later tonight. Do you have your own TV? Then you will not be watching it. (laughs) First gen Amazon Fire HD. So we mentioned, boy, let's do this. Spoiler warning. Jump ahead. 30 seconds if you don't mm-hmm. want to be spoiled. I'm taking off my head. You don't want to be spoiled by this year's God of War. There's even a bit of sh- foreshadowing mm-hmm. that Atreus and Kratos might eventually, there might be some prophecies where yeah. one might need to die at the other's hand. This cycle might continue. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's fucked up. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Poor Kratos, dude. Kills himself. Mm-hmm. And then isn't he Isn't he the ghost because he's covered, he's covered in his family's yep. ashes? Ghost of Sparta. <laughs> oh, God. It's fucked up. And he's in the that got that game God of War goes to Sparta. Yeah, and that's the one he yeah. kills his mom. Yes, he has yes. to kill his mom. He has to kill his mom, who turns into a monster, and then uh, he manages to free his brother from Thanatos uh, death. Yes, and, yes. and uh, then they team up to to fight Thanatos. And his spoiler: his brother doesn't make it. So <laughs> Kratos gets even more depressed and angry because like all, all the family members he likes keep getting killed by the ones he hates. That was the Vita, Vita or PSP one? Yeah, PSP. One? PSP, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one nobody played but actually had some decent plot. Yeah, that was probably one of the best games on PSP, yeah, honestly. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's been our top five. We we hope it's uh, helped alleviate some of the tedium of being around your own dysfunctional families, if that's a situation you're in. Right. Boy, pass the cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an earbud hiding in your long sleeve shirt? <laughs> you listening to Vigi Game Apocalypse at the table? Boy, boy, I said no iPhone at the table. No, boy, you can't go out drinking with your college buddies. You have to stay here and rub your mother's feet. Oh, God. Well, are you crazy? Have you heard of tryptophan, boy? 
You'll fall asleep behind the wheel. Boy, building the wall is the only way to keep them out. <laughs> I just want them to come here legally, boy. Boy, QAnon is real. <laughs> and Q is going to save America, you'll see. This is the worst Kratos ever. <laughs> pretty good. I love it. Uh, on that note, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about game deals as well as some new releases, some news, and some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 1988. Moving on to something with great sound. I didn't include the title of this because it comes after a fantastic Dynasty promo. No, ABC is not yet owned by Disney because this is what they aired on no- November 11th. Dynasty. Then, do you make love as often as you'd like? No, I'm not satisfied. When you're not in the mood, how do you handle it? <laughs> I tell him I got a headache. Take the test that could change your love life. Joanna Kearns and Ed Marinaro host the National Love and Sex Test right after Dynasty tomorrow. <laughs> Predates those BuzzFeed quizzes, and it's like, and it a, predates real sex. I think. Yeah, it's like a, it's a 2020 <laughs> special about like, are you fucking good? Are you doing it right? Are you laying the dick okay? Yeah, women but are going to talk know about it. That they can't see. There's so many Anything. words they're not allowed. Making whoopee. Making whoopee. But Ooh. what also stands out, it's hosted by this lady and a man named Ed <laughs> Marinara. Like, that is no one's real name, and I'm speaking as an Italian. If that it can be someone's real name, why isn't it mine? I want to be Chris Marinara. <laughs> and with my sidekick, Papa Ragu. Ooh. <laughs> can I be Judy Meatball? Ooh, all right. <laughs> Jump into the past with 30-2010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live and welcome back to our final segment for Black Friday, where we will dive straight into something that we have not done in a long time. Where the hell is my mouse pointer? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let's just begin with... Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? Everything. Everything? There are lots of things to buy. Oh, my God. Why don't you take us through some of them? So what I just did real quickly, both Microsoft and Sony are doing excellent digital Black Friday sales. Mm -hmm. That started last week. They started, yes, last week. They started very early. Um, And I just combed through for some good finds. Uh, And so a lot of the games you can actually find for about the same price if you have... Here's the key difference. You have to have games with gold on Xbox to get the better price on a lot of things. Mm. But there are certain things that are cheaper 
on PS4 and certain things that are exclusive to Microsoft. I wanted to call those out, and then I will circle back around to the things that are cheap on both digitally. So first of all, it's the best time of year to get a PS Plus yearly subscription because that's $20 off at yep. $40 down from $60. Uh, Spurderman, Spider-Man is only $40 right now. Holy shit! Yeah, that game just came out in September. Get that game. Boy, do I got a deal for you. Mm. God of War is only $22, and the base game is down to $40. When did this happen? So I can swing on webs and throw a magic axe for slightly more than the cost of a single new game? Spoiler alert, these two games might be on our Game of the Year finalist list. These are two excellent games. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters boy band pronunciation Fighters. spelling uh, is only twenty seven on PlayStation Four. It's thirty on Xbox One with gold. Uh, Far Cry Five again twenty seven on PS Four, thirty mm, on Xbox yes, One with gold. Game. Detroit Become Human twenty two dollars. Uh, Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition is only seven fifty. That's half wow. off on PS Four. That is many people one of their their the best Metroidvanias in recent years. They're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it uh, as a as a Souls like fan and a Metroidvania fan. It's a nice combo of the two. Um, and then Monster Hunter World on PS4 is only twenty five dollars. It's thirty on X1 again with gold. Uh, just real quick, some older games that I did want to call out. So uh, Batman Return to Arkham, which is that's the HD remake of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. It's only five dollars. So if you missed either of those games, Damn. this is an excellent way to play those. Uh, Persona 5 is $20, which is awesome. Hmm. It's uh, one Neo. of our games of the year last year, there if you I go. remember right. Neo, which is, again, Souls-like. It is one of my favorite games in recent years. It's only $16 on PS4 right now. That is an excellent game. And I think there's like a complete edition that's only $20, um, which has you know all the DLC. Uh, last of Us Remastered is only $6. So if you missed that one, you want to get ready for two. Now's a great time. And then Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. That's all the DLC. That's only 15 bucks. That's, again, like God another damn. Game of the Year contender for last year. Uh, over on the x side, so I mentioned, you know, they have a lot of the same deals. They're, they're Black Friday deals. They have PUBG is only $21 or 18 with gold. Um, Bastion, super, you know, that game came out forever ago, but mm. it's only $5 or it's like three seventy-five with gold. So if you haven't played Bastion, it's a great way to pick that game up. It's a really excellent game. Uh, we were talking about Life is Strange 2 earlier. If you wanted to circle back and get that game, the deals on that aren't so great. But you can get Season 1 and then the follow-up before the storm at about $5 each with gold. So you can get for 10 bucks. you can kind of get two seasons of that series and get yourself ready for Season 2. Uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection is only $5 with gold right now. That's four mm-hmm. Capcom Classic Disney games. That's amazing. Some amazing marketing material. Just saying. Nice. Very Nice. <laughs> It in no way supports Chris, so buying it will not help us whatsoever, oh, yeah, but go all. ahead and buy it. Yep. Uh, Thumper is an excellent rhythm game. It's only $7 yeah. over on my Oh, that's my favorite Bambi character. <laughs> uh, and then some deals on kind of games that, that, that apply to both digitally. So you can get AC Odyssey for $40, and again, you yes, need gold with Xbox yes. to do this. Uh, Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, which is all the DLC, all complete, $25. Don't sleep on that. That's an excellent game, especially with the DLC. Uh, for those of you who haven't bought Overwatch yet, you can get the Legendary Edition, which basically contains a whole bunch of loot boxes with it. That's only $20. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, again, is, um, I think it's like down to like $35 on these platforms. Or it might be $30. 
Uh, for some reason, I erased my price here. Sorry. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, an excellent game from last year, is only $20. Valkyria Chronicles 4, $30. So uh, don't sleep on that. Hey. That's an excellent game from this year. And then uh, all you WWE fans, all you wrestling fans, we have WWE 2K19 is $30. Um, and then in terms of bundles, you can find... Xbox One uh, has a lot of deals where you can get an, a One X for $100 off, and then they have a ton of bundles with like the One S uh, with various games like Minecraft and stuff for around $200 total. So the One X, you can find it for around $400. I think it's normally five. Um, and then the One S, the, the kind of lower model, is only 200 with some games. Uh, similar deal on the PS4 side, they have a Spidey bundle. Uh, that I think you can find at Walmart, or it might might be gone. There's you gotta multiple hurry. retailers. Yeah, it's a Spidey mm-hmm. bundle, which basically you get Spidey for free, and you get a PS4 for two hundred dollars, which is awesome. It's a That's PS4 crazy. slim. I, I added my friend texted me earlier this morning, like I'm gonna get that Pro Man with that Spider Man bundle, and I'm like, oh what? Uh, not the Pro Man. That's yeah. Not mm-hmm. the pro. yeah. And then uh, if you have not delved into P, uh, PSVR. There are some great bundles and great options yeah. out there. So there is the Rise to Glory and Super Hot VR bundle. That's 250 bucks. The thing with that one, it includes the new Creed game, includes Super Hot VR, wow. includes the camera, includes the two move controllers as well. All of that together is only 250 right now. So that's a really good deal for PSVR. There is a bundle for 199 Doesn't have the move controllers, but... It includes two of the best games that has the PSVR, the camera, and it comes with Astrobot and Moss. Uh, to I've really heard people saying Astrobot VR is like one of their game of the year contenders, which is like, yeah, I really, I really like a great okay. platformer. I think oh, the, yeah. the, the, the challenge there out. is it's really tough to justify forty dollars for a VR experience, hmm. but you get it in this bundle for two hundred. Uh, well, damn, that's a good way to do it. And, On this over- and Moss, one of our games of the half year. Yeah, that's true. Over on the Switch side, I hate to tell you, uh, as always with Nintendo, little no tougher, deals. little tougher to find <laughs> deals there. It, it on consoles, you're pretty much just it's the retail. There's right? no reason to discount it if it's selling itself. Yeah. But you can find Dragon Ball Fighters uh, for as low as twenty five dollars at some spots. Monhun Gen Ultimate, so not Monster Hunter World, but Generations Ultimate. You can get it for as low as thirty five dollars, down from sixty. And then Starlink Battle for Atlas, the starter pack. Woo! There is a $35 deal at Best Buy and a $40 deal at Target, and that includes... That's a doorbuster deal, whatever the fuck um, that means. Means you better show up It means up you better early. show up and don't fight each other over this thing. But this is the one yeah. that comes with the starter ship. 35 is great. Like, that. that's what it is, like, with my employee discount. Um, and it's normally 80 bucks, yeah. uh, especially if you get the, the Switch version, which has that sweet-ass R-Wing in it. Yeah. Um, well, it yeah. comes with... Fo- you play as Fox McCloud. Yes. Dude, it's so yeah. awesome. Has, it's basically like an it, it's like an expansion of the campaign. He has his own little thing where he's going after Wolf. Yep, yep. yep. his own mission series. Uh, and then Switch accessories. So one of the things that they kind of don't tell you when you buy a Switch, you got to buy the the micro SD memory card. Amazon is doing a blowout on micro SD memory. You can get thirty two gigs for six bucks, sixty four gigs for eleven bucks, one hundred twenty eight gigs for twenty bucks, and two hundred fifty six gigabytes for forty five bucks. I, I will tell you that's like. Half off what it was even like four or five months ago. It's yeah. insane. That's great. So that's all the deals I I found. What'd you What'd you guys find? What'd you find, Elena? Oh, all right. It's my time to shine. <laughs> um. So I I really didn't look a lot at the digital deals. I tend to concentrate on disc based deals. Just part of my history. Because she hates Planet Earth. 
yeah. Well, actually, what, what did I hear once that the the carbon footprint of downloading a game may actually be bigger than if you just went to the store and bought it? Probably. Awesome. Probably. So the thing is about <laughs> the nice thing about this is that most of the stores have free shipping. So even if you don't like going out to a store, you don't necessarily have to. Best Buy has free shipping on everything, as far as I know, for the holiday season. Target as well. Um, Amazon as well, which is kind of new. Um, it's not the f- free Prime two-day shipping, but you know, I think you get free standard shipping for the holiday season. Oh, okay. And then uh, Walmart, though, you do have to have a minimum uh, purchase of $35. So. Yeah. Order through, order through Amazon, have an alcoholic pizza driver named Barry show up and deliver your pizza. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! So, the one thing I will say, I'm about to go through all these deals, is that I didn't um, have any advance, you know, no leak circulars, no advance notice of Amazon deals. It's very likely that Amazon will match a lot of these prices when they when they finally start putting up their deals. That's just how it goes. But temporarily. Of course. Only for the mm-hmm. weekend. Or I would, they usually they occasionally do it only in like lightning deal segments. That too, but um, mm-hmm. I think that like a lot of these games are not quite that level. But we'll see. Mm. Uh, let's see. I I'll go with this the cheapest first. Uh, so some of the things that caught my eye were um, if you haven't played the original Red Dead and you're on Xbox One, Xbox One, you can get the uh, Game of the Year edition for $10 what? at Best Buy. Nice. Does that include the uh, the, the zombie DLC? The, I believe it does. Nice. It's a Game of the Year edition, so it should have all the DLC. Nice. Yeah. So PUBG at uh, Best Buy, and I, th- I think it's... Uh, I'll find it again later. It's one of the other stores. Um, it's $15. It's um, half off. That's not bad. Yeah. Pretty much everything on my list is also not uh, platform-specific, aside for one or two deals. So if it doesn't matter if you're playing Xbox One or PlayStation 4, you should be able to find it at these prices. Let's see. So PUBG, State of Decay 2. <laughs> this is for you, Michael. The uh, Ezio Collection. Ooh. All of those are $15. Nice. Best nice. Buy. $20, we have uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Switch, so there's one Switch game in there I have. Nice. Far Cry 5, Rocket League, and Monster Hunter World. 20 bucks. But that one's only PlayStation 4 at Best Buy, as far as I can tell. Hmm. I mean, that's where everyone's playing that game anyway, so yeah. that's fine. I know. Just letting you know. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, so nice. last year's yeah. game, is $20. That's about, if you did that by the hour, that's about two cents per hour. Of value. <laughs> Something like that. Like, yeah. That game is, is super huge. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five Premium Online Edition, which I think is essentially their, you know, the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC. Probably stuff. has a shark card or something included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got that with my RDR, and I, I might as well just give it away. <laughs> like I'm not using any of those <laughs> online credits. And uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen Royal Edition, twenty dollars. <gasps> you beat nice. mine by five. <laughs> yep. This has now become a competition. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna win. Sorry, spoiler. Ah. <laughs> 25 bucks, God of War, Call of Duty, World War II, Gold Edition. With a box. There's actually a couple of things on my list that include like a free steel case or, mm. uh, yeah, one of the steel case boxes. Or as I like to throw say, it in the fire. Here, steel you throw boxes. this away. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 25 bucks still, Fallout 4, Game of the Year Edition, and Sea of Thieves. Nice. And uh, this one, this is the one I have my eye on because I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. 30 bucks, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
Can I just yes. point out, if you combine this with the last Assassin's deal, you said you get this year's and last year's Assassin's Creed games for less than the price of this year's game mm-hmm. full price, for $50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why I like sales. This yeah. is like hundreds of hours of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Michael works for Ubisoft, Shell. So, it's, it's true. Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, a lot of the uh, sports games. So we have NBA 2K19, WWE 2K19, Madden 18, FIFA 19, NHL 19. All of those also $30. Thank you for lumping WWE under sports. It's still real to me, Elena. <laughs> it's sports entertainment, Matt. I mean, those are some acrobatic feats. Yeah. Thank you, Elena. They Thank you. Are. I'm glaring. It's like at a stunt show at Universal Studios. It's just, the same thing, by but the with way, a better storyline. I want Michael. to derail us. If you have not been watching uh, Becky the Man Lynch, she is oh, basically wow. becoming yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. She took a shot to the face from Nia Jax that broke her. They called it on WWE socials. It said it broke her face. She's going to miss Survivor Series because she broke mm-hmm. her face. Hmm. It is. One of those moments you're like, a star was just made with that. So basically she gets her nose broken, shattered. She's dripping blood. She stands up and is at the top of the ramp, just calling out the entire roster and Ronda Rousey. And it is the best moment I've ever seen. You need to be watching this. I'm sorry. Please proceed with the gamut. No, but those pictures are some of the, like, those will, if, you, if you're making a category of best images of the year, it's, that adorable girl with a bloody ass face screaming is amazing. Yes. And I love that she is calling herself the man. That the whole yeah. reason is she beat Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, and Ric Flair's thing was always to be the man. Woo! You got to beat the man. Yeah, Woo! Beat the man. And and so she's the man because she beat Charlotte Flair, oh, ah. and then Charlotte Flair had to fight on her behalf because when she got hit in the face, she got a concussion, and she actually could not compete in Survivor Series. But it's setting up this enormous WrestleMania match. That if WrestleMania is headlined by two female wrestlers, this will be historic and amazing, and can't be performed in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Michael just brought that right back down to earth. Politics. <laughs> it's okay. President said it was all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, you know, I don't follow anything with WWE, <laughs> and I saw that pop up in my feeds, and I thought that was pretty badass. Same, yeah. It's pretty It's pretty cool. Right? It's, it reminds badass. me a lot of the... Um, it's like when Steve Austin was bleeding and Bret Hart like put him in the sharpshooter and he's bleeding down his face and he it was the the la- the the, pass, the the match where he basically had to pass out because he wouldn't quit and that's like what a lot of people say is the moment that kicked off the Attitude Era. It really made Steve Austin a star and it's like Becky Lynch has that moment and she's someone to watch. But we're here to talk about video games, not wrestling. We are. I apologize. <laughs> is Becky Lynch going to give us twenty dollars off of Assassin's Creed? I don't think so. <laughs> she might. She might. <laughs> She might beat it out of the clerk. She's pretty <laughs> badass. She's tough. Uh, speaking of badass and beating and whatnot, Shadow of Tomb Raider, $30. Nice. Uh, Overcooked 2 also, and uh, I don't know if anyone's interested in this, but Dragon Quest Eleven. I can read Roman numerals, <laughs> it's also $30. Again, if you're, if you're just the pure hours of entertainment in that game at $30, you're averaging like three or four cents an hour at that point. It's, there's a, that's a big game. It's huge. <laughs> At 35 bucks, Destiny 2 Forsaken Legendary Collection. Okay, all right. I, I, I want to take exception with Destiny and the deals. Because I'm an avid Destiny player, as you guys know. I don't know what the fuck this version includes. Because there's like 14 versions of Forsaken alone. So is Legendary the one that includes all of the DLC up to and including Forsaken and the Season Pass? Or does that not include the Season Pass? Can I run away again? Because I just put this on there. Because I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> 
I was like, I know that they have constant, you know, uh, releases, but this seems like something that would be good. I'm going to go off on a tangent. (laughs) You cannot find fucking Forsaken to buy by itself just as an expansion. It's wild. Strike out right now. It's wild. (laughs) Pretend I didn't say anything, everybody. It's it's the edition that includes a fuzzy photograph, and you have to guess whether it's Nolan North or Nathan Fillion. It's a trick question, though, because it's Bigfoot. <laughs> so the next item at Best Buy is $45, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And then- what? Cud blops. Cud blops. blops. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. And then closing out Best Buy's deals. Uh, not really a deal, but if you like extras, $60 will get you Battlefield 5 and a Steelbook case. Um, it's not as good as the next deal on this list. I need to hear you read this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear this. Oh, oh! I didn't realize you actually wanted me to say that out loud. Yes, please. Okay, so the next one is Red Dead Redemption 2, and it comes with, quote, free collapsible cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, you actually want the postscript that I added? Yes, is that the part? yes. Okay, so um, when I was writing my notes, I added in parentheses, Yo, it gold. <laughs> Is it gold? That there's a gold collapsible cup. It's actually it's a gold cup. <laughs> Lenny, you seen this cup? Lenny. It's actually kind of nice if you like collapsible cups. Like if, if you, were, you like collapsible cups, what? You, Is that a thing? Or, get, or getting caught were, in the rain. Okay. If, if you're in the Boy Scouts and it's 1985. Wait, wait, wait. I was going to say, if you were a child of the 80s, you will remember what it was like to be fascinated with plastic collapsible cups. Yes. That was totally in those me. magician kits we all had, yep. right? It's like totally that. me. If you were born in the 1880s, you'll remember this clearly. It's not okay. It's not embossing because I forget which one it is. Because the one that's raised this way is called one thing. The one that's like popped that way, it's called something in, else. Yes, inscription is I think in. It's it's carved into something, and embossed is when it's popping out. Okay, so it's embossed. So it's got this kind of embossed, like some kind of motif or design like on the top. Like emboss. It's kind of a rounded yes. top. Oh, it's a like fancy are... collapsible cup. Sorry, yes. <laughs> yes. Are we discussing video Yo, game deals or business cards that are American Psycho? <laughs> Where's my collapsible cup? <laughs> this is bone. Notice the embossing. On. <laughs> no, seriously. At some point, y'all. Gotta... I've never been able to get this thing to hold water. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing Arthur in American Psycho? How did that become a crossover? Yeah. <laughs> That was I, my fault. I did it on purpose. I, I think this is Phil Collins' best album, if you ask me. <laughs> Some point. You and Lewis in the news really chapped him show. <laughs> Some point. Go go to Best Buy's uh, website. Click on weekly ad. Look up the best uh, Black Friday deals circular, and you'll get to see this collapsible gold cup. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, go in an actual Best Buy, go to their clearance section, and look how many steel books they have on sale without games in them. So, <laughs> I'm just for mentioning like $2. things. I don't think it's a deal. I'm just saying this is the best you're going to get. So if you I want know, I just I don't extra, know anybody that's the steelbook do thing. Am I too old? Am I too old? God damn, know. that's a good-looking collapsible cup. I just <laughs> saw a picture of it. It's a gold collapsible cup. <laughs> can, can it hold any kind of liquid you got? <laughs> any kind you can imagine. Water and rest, sarsaparilla. <laughs> there are no other kinds of liquid. You know, sarsaparilla is really freaking good. Yeah. Sarsaparilla, a little bit of gigum, horse piss. <laughs> Anything except paste bacone sauce. Horse piss. That stuff's made in New York City. <laughs> New York City? 
<laughs> the leading brand that's made in New York City. <laughs> I just love all the 80s references right now. This is great. Mm, this is who you're doing a podcast with. <laughs> We're right. old. <laughs> I'm old too, apparently. Ah. All right, moving on to what I call gamey stuffs. <laughs> Forty bucks. Uh, pretty much most retailers, you're gonna find for, uh, DualShock Four controllers and Xbox One controllers, the basic yeah. ones, the white, the black. Um, and then for uh, people out there looking for a uh, special bundle deal, two D two DS Super Mario Maker Edition bundle. So you get a mm. Super Mario Maker themed two DS with Super Mario Maker the game. That's not bad. I might pick that up because my my three DS battery just broke. It like basically. Yeah. Uh, oh no! Uh, I, well, I I bought the upgraded battery that was like mm-hmm. the longer charge. That's like a third third party one or whatever. And that thing, the screws, like they they corroded off the thing. It just fell off the bottom oh, of my my 3ds. So yeah. Sad. Oh damn. Yeah. So this is eighty bucks for a 2ds. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Not bad. So GameStop is mostly matching a lot of the prices that I've mentioned already for Best Buy. Um, the notable ones are ten bucks for Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Damn! So that that does beat yours again. Sorry. Yeah, and that's a lot of game. That's a that's like a easily an eighty hour game with all the DLC. I also bought it. And the funny thing is, is that I already have this game, but I figured I may as well buy it again for ten bucks to get the DLC because I mean that's how much it would cost me to get the DLC. Be, well, that's the thing; DLC mm-hmm. almost never goes on sale. Yeah. And so getting it in stuff like this could be cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is just give my existing copy away to somebody else, and that happens to Bloodborne all the time. You'll find like the mm-hmm. complete edition on sale cheaper than the DLC. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, ten bucks Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Very nice. And yeah. if for whatever reason you haven't gotten to it yet, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Nice. Nice. Uh, Fifteen bucks Evil Within Two. Seventeen bucks God of War. Yeah, that's pretty. Was good. that Chris falling down out of astonishment <laughs> over the price for Evil Within Two? My word, my word! How will Bethesda ever make their money back? <laughs> Yes. Sorry. Uh, you might want to sit somewhere securely, Chris, because the next one, as I just mentioned, is seventeen dollars for God of War. And Jesus, where? <laughs> for there were no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> uh, Twenty bucks, Overwatch Legendary Edition, and also Diablo Eternal Collection. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, those games, Blizzard doesn't put their games on sale a lot, so that's actually really good for both of those. Mm-hmm. 27 bucks. So this is where uh, GameStop is ever so slightly undercutting the other retailers. For $27, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Woo! FIFA 19. Hey. Madden 18. NBA 2K 19. Shadow of the... T- oh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And... I wrote it wrong, but WWE 2K 19. Also available as a PlayStation 4 download. Nice. 38 bucks, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, and that is the best price I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's like $10 cheaper than the online sales. And again, Activision does not discount Call of Duty titles that often. Especially not that soon. Not this early. Not this early. Unless they're not doing well. No. Mm -hmm. And then uh, under my uh, so descriptive headline of gamey stuff, $35, (laughs) HyperX Cloud Core Gaming Headset. That's the lowest price I've seen. Nice. So if you are a HyperX fan, and I know there are definitely people who are fans of the Cloud series, this is the entry-level one. This deal is for you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Microsoft. They also have the same bundle deals on the Xboxes, as you've mentioned already, Matt. 
Two things I thought were worth calling out is that you can get 10 bucks off a Design Lab controller. So if you want to customize your Xbox One controller, you'll get 10 bucks off of that when you check out. And then it's $20 off most controllers, and that includes, as far as I can tell, that includes the Elite. They're north of $100 usually, they so are. this is going to bring it down. The lowest them. I've ever seen it go on sale, I think, is about 120 Yeah. So if you can get it for 130 it's not the lowest ever, but this is still a pretty good price. I've said it before, and it's it's totally that cliche of like what they, they say for tire commercials. Like the one part of your car that touches the road is your tires. The one part of your video game system you actually interface with and touch is your controller. Mm. Yeah. And that is the best controller I've ever purchased. It works on PC, so it's it's kind of you're future-proofing yourself there. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing controller. and uh, I will say it's it's very, very nice. It's very responsive. It's insanely customizable. So yeah. make yes. sure you, you go into those menus and you look at what it's doing, or otherwise you might do what I did and unwittingly set it so that any pressure on the triggers yeah. counts as a full pull and then every time you're in a duel in Red Dead Redemption 2 you immediately yes. whip your gun out before charging that meter and it has quick settings like so I have my Destiny 2 setting which I, I set the hair trigger it has that mm-hmm. thing where you can set the trigger so they only need to pull down halfway yeah Anyway, it's a really good controller, yeah. and getting it at, at a deal is... is and and also, uh, if you don't like the look of those paddles on the back, you can remove them. Although, I have heard that you can set them to do things like, say, repeatedly pressing the A button in order to run. Um, so. Oh. oh. So basically, like, I, macro keys. Because yes. those have been in the storage case for since I got the controller, because mm. I kept accidentally triggering things. Uh, that's a good idea. I'm going to yeah. do it. Nice. All right, moving on. Target... So, again, prices are going to largely match Best Buy and the other competition out there. But a couple, just actually a few things I wanted to mention is that you can also get PUBG through Target for 15 bucks. I mentioned this one because I want to buy it and I haven't played it yet. 35 bucks for We Happy Few. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's actually a good price for it, but that's mm-hmm. the price I'm going to pay. It's about what it was on digital. It wasn't that much yeah. less, so. And then uh, if you're looking to finally buy a Switch, there is a Mario Party 8 Switch bundle for 300 bucks. Nice. So you basically get Mario Party 8 for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, final final place, Walmart. So uh, Walmart actually has similar prices to its competition, but it does, like GameStop, shave a few dollars off the competition. Mm-hmm. Notable deals are for 17 bucks, you'll get Monster Hunter World. That's insane. Rocket League, PUBG, and Diablo Eternal Collection. Mm-hmm. 39 bucks, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And then, again, you may not like steelbook cases, but you're not going to get these on sale, so you can get Red Dead Redemption 2 or Fallout 76 with a steelbook case if you really need to feel like you're getting something more for your money. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, there's another place that had, like, Fallout 76 with this, like, little, like, keychain thing, but for my money, I'd rather get something that steals, so if I throw it across the room, it makes a satisfying noise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Sure. It, it will survive the, uh, the, the apocalypse. Probably. When we have our own future fallout. You can press it into counterfeit bottle caps and use those as currency. (laughs) Right. Real quick, tech deals and other random things that I saw that were worth mentioning. Of all the places that I looked at, the only one that actually shows the full list of like Blu-rays and DVDs that are going to be on sale is Best Buy. So these may still be on sale for similar prices elsewhere. I just don't know yet. Um, Marvel Blu-rays, Marvel movies, so Deadpool, Black Panther, Avengers, seven bucks for the Blu-ray at Best Buy. Damn. You can pay fifteen Damn. bucks and get the four K Blu-ray edition if you want. Cool. Um, I have a soft spot for this movie. Seven bucks for the Coco Blu-ray. That's yeah, that awesome. movie rules. Just all the crying. I'm just gonna cry. Get it, get it in four K if you get one of them new Xboxes. It looks astonishing. 
It's like the greatest reason to have a 4K Blu-ray player. Also a featured song on the new Just Dance, and I can attest my kids mm. love dancing to that. Yay. Uh, if you like just general techie stuff, um, just a couple of highlights. If you like having uh, tech companies listen to your every word so that you yeah. can <laughs> set things like alarms. Yes. The Amazon Echo Dot and Google Home Mini are 25 bucks it's this awesome. holiday mm. season. You can even Surveillance I have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can pay a little less for it if you get a second gen Echo mm. Dot from Best Buy. Alexa, tell the government my weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more, Alexa, tell Amazon about my shopping preferences. Yeah. <laughs> so you yes. bought that much lubricant, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, they are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, if you prefer to have your money spent on things that don't are not supposed to be listening to your every word and transmitting it, but probably still do because the voice uh, activated or voice remotes mm-hmm. can actually listen to you, uh, streaming media sticks. So Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, 25 bucks at most retailers, Amazon Fire TV 4K stick, $35 at most retailers. Um, 30 bucks for a Roku streaming stick. I put these prices out of order. Go me. 50 bucks for a Google Chromecast Ultra, which is a 4K version of the mm. Chromecast. Speaking of privacy concerns. <laughs> I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. But we- <laughs> you have a 23andMe DNA test kit here. I do. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> it comes with a $10 Best Buy gift card. So yeah. all you have to do is give us your DNA footprint and we'll you'll get a free gift card. Yep. I put it on here because there is a surprising number of people who are taking these tests. People I wouldn't think are doing mm. it. Um, even my... Uh, my my brother's significant other she i'm like dude you're chinese right like why are you taking a test like i don't think they have enough data yet to tell you what kind of chinese you are well if you didn't hear that bonus time we have a follow-up to it this week uh my buddy aaron took it just because his mother recently told him you were a test tube baby oh and uh and then he found uh, multiple siblings throughout the country. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I, I did it, and it was uh, kind of an eye-opener in, in the way that genetics actually work. So, like, my dad is something like 99% Iberian because he's born and raised in Spain. and yes. uh, But I'm only, like, 34% Iberian. So, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't inherit 50-50 genes from your parents. It's yeah. uh, just a random Oh, mix. really? Yeah. Interesting. You're 56% husky. Yes. You're an Iberian husky. (laughs) Well, my whole family is actually huskily built, so. (laughs) If if you saw my Spanish relatives, you'd be like, oh, that's why he's fat. (laughs) (laughs) I was more looking at your beard. Ah, well, that too. We're all very hirsute. Well, my my image instantly was not necessarily a body composition, but the color of your beard made me think of actual Mm. husky dogs with the cool Uh, coats. That's what I missed. It was was a bad pun about (laughs) Siberian huskies. I said Iberian husky. I'm sorry. I got it. I I, I knew you were talking about the dog. I I didn't think you were making a comment about my weight. I just, I was being self-deprecated. You are Laser Time's own uh, Yukon Cornelius. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to talk about size. We can talk about TVs. No, no, yes. no thank you. Good save. <laughs> 75 or GTFO. Hell yeah, I want to talk about size. What's up? <laughs> That's what I say to all the we'll boys. Let's start with the 43 inch. How's that? God damn. Okay. Damn right. I do. I like a dick like a novelty wine bottle. 43 inches, double cut. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Does it mean it has two heads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ain't getting anywhere near me. Ooh, that's scary. Um, Send it my way. Speaking of scary, if you like spending time out in the freezing cold, depending on what part of country you're in, to wait for a doorbuster deal, you can pay 130 bucks for a 43-inch 4K HDR TV. That's insane. If if you're at the front of the line, you will. Otherwise, sorry. Yeah, you're gonna have to stab Good a game. fool to get that TV. I, yeah, yeah. That one. And, and to be fair, and to be—I mean, not fair, but just to be honest, the the HDR part of that spec is probably not going to be. It's probably not great. the best. Yeah. If if you too want to start on your own viral Twitter video of getting uh, being involved in a brawl at, at your at local Best retail Buy, Best Buy, do I? Uh, <laughs> please, by all means, go get this. That's my life's ambition. <laughs> There's, there's. Uh, if you're willing to pay like another hundred bucks, you can avoid, you know, getting an elbow to the face. And uh, I think there's like a 43 inch Samsung 4K HDR TV that you can get, which is, you know, like not the most amazing TV out, TV out there, but you know, for the price you're getting, it's a very respectable TV. Yeah, two, sure. then, 280 uh, for a 4K 43 inch TV is yeah, like not bad. Th- yeah. Those TVs were like easily over a thousand dollars up until like a year ago. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna put one at my mailbox so I'm never without glowing <laughs> screen. And the nice house. thing about this year is that if you go up into like about the 50 inch range, it doesn't get that much more expensive. So I don't have it on the mm. list here, but I know just from off the top of my head from doing so many deals for it's another because it's thing. not about the size of the TV; it's what you do with it, Elena. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, it's where you mount it. <laughs> Got him. Nice. High uh, five. You know, it takes me a little bit sometimes to switch from like my work persona to like my natural self, but I think we've made it, everybody. We've we've got there. I much struggle, but I finally finished. Unlike us, which dick humor just comes naturally. <laughs> Uh, but the podcast I'm on for work, every time you say any kind of swear word, everyone's like, oh, and you're like, Ooh. Ew. It's not about the size, it's how far you are away viewing it. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I, for one, took that as an open invitation to all three of us to be on that show, and we'd love to, Elena. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's 55, or sorry, 50 and 55 inch TVs. I'm seeing in like the $300 range. So, it's not bad. Also, 4K TVs, also with supposed HDR. I don't put too much talk in the HDR part, but hmm. if you want it, it's technically there. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, if it's good HDR, they say that they notice HDR more than 4K. Yes, a lot of I agree. Yeah. I am personally not super thrilled about the 4K trend, but obviously TV manufacturers have to have some kind of selling point that sounds new on the box, right? So that's yeah. why they started pushing 4K like years ago. I, I will say that though, for any you know retro gaming, I will play it on my CRT. I will not try nice. to. Yeah, nice. just the amount of money it takes to get like a close reproduction of that on HD TV is nuts, and takes a lot of yeah. love and a lot of yeah. importing from Japan. I can just keep my janky. 13-inch CRT TV in a corner of my room and still play and not have to shell out any money. Or you can be not picky and just do the scanline options on your emulators of choice. It's not the same, though. It is not. It's all the same. I don't don't play with the Seeing somebody, like, posted an image thing on Twitter. Was it Benj? Benj Edwards' image? It might have been. Yeah, yeah. He showed, like, side by side. Like, what... what, 
indie designers think uh, 8-bit games look like. Oh, what no, it's and, different. And, and it's yeah. like, yeah, just like blocky pixels. And then it's like what emulator creators think that uh, uh, retro games look like. And it's like, yeah, with the scan lines. And it's like what retro games actually look like. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all kind of like blurry and chunky. So it, you, you're not seeing the detail of the pixels. You're seeing these little blob-shaped things that yeah. look kind of like cartoons. And your brain fills in a lot of yes. the details. Yes, yes. Um, so there's a, one of the writers for uh, the, the site that I work for, um, he, he's like super into like retro um, gaming, vintage computers, and he put a side-by-side shot of that so you can see like how something would have looked on a CRT TV up against how it's reproduced on something like, say, mm-hmm. like an uh, SNES Classic. And your brain does just fill in the, the left-hand image, and it looks richer, it looks more detailed, even though, I mean, it's not. But because the right-hand image just flattens out all the colors, it, it just looks very blocky yeah. and very simple. Sure. Um, in terms of TVs, higher-end stuff, you know, um, I didn't really pull that because I feel like, you know, not everyone's going to be looking for a $1,200 OLED TV, but they are out there, so if you're interested... Check out Best Buy. They've got some great deals on OLED TVs for yeah. this year. It used to be Super Bowl was like the time to buy a TV. And I feel like Black Friday, you, I feel like I've seen better deals Black Friday. Yep. I, I, I stopped waiting. Well, I was only waiting that one time like 10 or, 10 or so years ago. But that, I don't think that's a thing anymore. It's yeah. not the a Super thing for Bowl TV to deals. completely honest. Really? So mm. Black Friday and, and kind of the Super Bowl still, but more so Black Friday now. You're right about that. You get good discounts on exist- certain certain lines of TVs, but yeah. it doesn't mean that they're the best TVs. So you're the often, ones that are retiring. Right. <laughs> Honestly, the one, the time that you'll get a good deal is when the model that you have your eye on is being superseded by a new one. Aha. Yep. Yeah. And that's usually, I think, like in the spring because everything gets announced at CES and then they start rolling things right. out. But then like can you... one. Can you abide not Keep having together. the latest one as long as you're spending that money? Well, or yeah. just avoid watching. We, we pit the younger ver- model versus the older model in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. In death, you know, they, they fight to the death. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the older model might have an advantage in the death match, though, because those bezels, man. Like, you just have oh, yeah. a little extra chunk mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I got, I got one this spring, and for an additional discount... Always try Costco. It came with a free, like, seven-year warranty. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, Costco, yeah, Costco is great. Awesome warranty in return. Costco it was already cheaper, and it was last year's model, and, like, well, what's the difference in the new model? I'm like, oh, there's a new processor in the model. I'm like, what does the new processor do? And they're like, um, it loads your apps faster, but I don't load any apps on my television. Therefore, who gives a shit? Yeah. I just saved thousands. I was I was looking literally just because like TVs are so cheap now. They are like, commodity items now. I think I'll yep. put one out of my porch so when I'm uh, grilling <laughs> no, stuff like, I can watch. The TV. cheapest TV is like the TCL Roku TV, and I bought yeah, one man. of those for my sisters and sister, and she's like, "It's the best TV ever." TCL's <laughs> not a bad brand, honestly. At this point, um, let's see. A lot of the Chinese manufacturers like Hisense and TCL, and I forget the other one off the top of my head. Um, they've filtered in, and they they make respectable TVs. It's the ones that I still have a, a little bit of reservation about is when I see like Insignia and Westinghouse and RCA, like these. These, the ones made in America. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Radio Shack. <laughs> These brands that you know only exist so that they can slap, you know, some kind of brand onto what's probably, I don't know, panels that just didn't make the cut for something else. A lot of them come from the same factories in China, actually. Well, that's what I mean. So what they probably have done, it's they probably have panels that 
come out with certain grades and they just kind of slap labels on them accordingly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. nothing goes to waste. Wow, that was the biggest game deal yeah, segment sorry, we've ever everybody. had. But that's okay. God damn. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you! <laughs> I like that Steve was celebrating the end. Yep, yeah. It's like, damn, Elena, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, he's always happy to get Barky. Well, let's jump into a very brief... Uh, Battlefield 5 came out and none of us played it because it wasn't available by the time we recorded this. Battlefield 5, the 16th installment in the series, yes. <laughs> numbered 5. <laughs> um, here's the thing that it's missing. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that were, that were playing it. Um, the Battle Royale mode that they're doing, it doesn't come out till March. Which I think sort of is a huge, like, tactical error on their part. So... Hmm. You know, Call of Duty this year dropped the single-player campaign. They were like, we got to get in on this on this Battle Royale thing. And they so that was what they put in. They, they put that in and no campaign. Battlefield has the campaign, has other multiplayer modes. They are not getting Battle Royale until March, which is it seems like a really long time. And a lot of the reviews I've seen for this game say that it feels very much like it's incomplete. And and actually, um, my co-worker who plays it, that's sort of what he was saying. He's like, it's like very much like it feels like a game in progress. Like there's more stuff to come and it will get better. And I'm like, yeah, but they're, they're selling it at 60 bucks as a full release right now. And, uh, I, I just want to say I spent a full 20 minutes, uh, playing Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu last night. And, uh, was immediately vexed by the control options because it it needs motion control. So your option are uh, options are: Do you want to play it with the left Joy-Con or the right Joy-Con or with both in handheld mode? But you can give them forty dollars more and get that nice little ball. That's true. But the the real thing is, it's like okay. I mean, you know, in practice, it's it's a little vexing at first. But it's like okay, I'm I'm just sitting here with like the joystick and buttons in one hand. But do do I? Do everything with my left hand, which feels natural for the thumbstick, but not for the buttons and the motions. I or do I do it with my right hand, which feels weird with the joystick? Do you, which which <laughs> yes, hand it's do all you about do masturbation. <laughs> Everything's about masturbation, Matt. God damn it, dude! I had the same thought. I just wasn't gonna say it out loud. How well. dare you ruin the purity of a G one Pokemon remake? Mm. Well, which, by the way, looks really pretty. I'm still curious which hand. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, but it is G1. Uh, it's it's basically yellow, right? Like it's a remake of, of yes. yellow. Yeah, it goes back to that region, and and, yeah, and then the catching the way you catch them, you no longer fight them and, and whittle them down and weaken them to capture them. It's mm-hmm. it's just here, throw the ball at this Pokemon. Yeah, it's Pokemon Go. Yeah, and you basically. got the Pikachu version. Yes, yes. and you can also uh, transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go. I haven't figured out how to do that, but it is a thing. That you can yeah, do. they're like timing events with it and stuff, too. It's like, yeah, here's this limited time. Get this Pokemon and go, and then transfer it over to Let's mm-hmm. Go, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then the other big release, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man Turf Wars, uh, Spider-Man Turf Wars, which yeah. is the second DLC of three, came out. And this is the one that features Hammerhead as the yep. enemy. Uh, and I think the big draw here and is... And the Magia. Oh, and the big draw is it, it has um, new, more difficult hideouts. Oh, in the okay. game, yeah, like nice. those, uh, you know, like they holy had the shit, those are my favorite parts. They had the kingpin <laughs> yeah. hideouts, and then they had the um, oh, uh, what's this called? The negative, uh, yeah, the um, the demons, the demon, the, yeah, uh, demon hideouts. Uh, so yeah, you one can more. Tell it's been a little while since I played, and this. they sort of had uh, the um, the 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 private army 
they, those were like the hardest hideouts in yes, this game. So yeah. these these new hideouts are supposed to be more difficult hideouts. So I saber, or sable. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so yeah, I just and, and I do have to respect that they're sticking with the magia, which was a thing that they <laughs> made up to Jesus. get around comics code censorship that you couldn't mention mafia. Ah, I see. I just love that the name. It sounds like a '90s Spider-Man GBA game. It's Spider-Man <laughs> Turf Wars. <Turf> yeah, <laughs> it's like total spin-off sound. Yeah, anyway. From the name, it's like I know that's exactly what I want. That's more mm-hmm. territories to do, more beating people up, more combo strings. Yeah, yes. Gimme, and gimme. it does have a few uh, new costumes as well. So there's some new Spidey Mark Mark something armor. It's one of the marks, uh, and then it had the Spider Clan armor, which is uh, cell shaded looking armor. Um, and then the third armor, the third armor, there's also iron spider armor that comes with this one. So I think the, the last I DLC also that. had some new armor as well. Yeah, you already had iron spider armor. I, I know. I'm just looking at this picture that they have promoting this DLC hmm. pack. So All right. Yeah. It might have been pre-order bonus. I don't know. if Ah, could have been. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I do remember wearing the iron spider, spider mm-hmm. armor with the original. But yeah, those are the three. And it's Mark One armor. Hmm. Anyway. Yes. Uh, well, so that's that, those are kind of the only two biggish releases, unless you guys want to talk Farming Simulator 19. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. on. Sorry, Galton Carhart. Yeah. Yeah. We know it's your favorite, but we have some... To talk about. <laughs> uh, so physical versions of this Spyro trilogy re-release outsold physical versions of Fallout 76. Caveats, Fuck. this is at UK retail, so take oh. that for what you will. Um, but again, it's physical only. I think there's a couple explanations for this. So number one, we have to remember the Spyro Reignited tril- trilogy is cheaper. It's a, I think it's a $40 yes. game than $60. Uh, Fallout 76 is... Primarily more for a core audience uh, versus Spyro's younger audience. And so younger audiences do tend to buy physical more than the digital stuff because their parents are buying for mm-hmm. them. And so it just yeah makes more sense. And those motherfuckers never got to enjoy Mario 64. So Spyro seemed like the greatest game ever. <laughs> yes. oh, I well, mean, And you have to take into account what lads will be most chuffed to play Opry Pub. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a big stat because so uh, Fallout 76 sales, they're down a whopping, it's 82.4% compared to Fallout 4 physical sales uh, in the UK. Again, physical sales only in the UK. Take that for what you will. It doesn't seem like that many people are getting hyped for Fallout 76 compared with, I I think they they saw through what it is. It's like, oh no, this is an online only Fallout game. I, I think, and that turned a lot of people off. It doesn't even have NPCs where, like, players are pretending to be NPCs to fill in the gaps. It doesn't have, like, the big campaign. Uh, the other reason it could be there's no reason to buy a physical version of Fallout 76 because it had a fucking 51 gigabyte day one patch yeah. and just had another patch that was 47 gigabytes. So there's no reason to buy physical games anymore. I'll tell you returning. the reason to buy a physical copy <laughs> okay. of Fallout 76. It's so that after the bomb hits and uh, we're all living in an irradiated desert, you can pop it out and play the original unpatched version without the benefit <laughs> of an online connection. Perfect. <laughs> just how I want to play that game. Uh, you're also, like you were saying earlier, this is a different demographics of gamers. There's there's casual gamers and of course 
core blimey gamers. <laughs> 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 oh, man, Chris, how long were you waiting for that one? God damn, I almost did a spit did take. A spit take. <laughs> we got our first spit take. Um, so speaking of all digital game sales, Microsoft is rumored to be developing a cheaper, all-new version of the Xbox One that will come without a disk drive, and that would come out in 2019. Hasn't that been rumored for some time? Uh, I mean, the rumors just popped up this week, and, and it it's almost like... The, the sites that we're talking about, it, it seems almost like a sure thing at this point. Hmm. It makes perfect sense. I think what it enables them to do, the rumor is that this would put the base price to, to $200, which we're seeing right now. That's, what, you know, like on sale, you can find one S for this. This enables them to, for like next holiday window, to have a $150 SKU. Like the, it used to be the old magic SKU. The magic price for consoles was, was 100 bucks. If you can get it below 100 at, at retail, that's when you go mass. Uh, I think this will help them get closer. They'll probably get it down to 150 on sale. No, that would not be no, now. that would not be cheap enough. When no. you go discless, you're losing capabilities Excuse to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's safe, don't worry. Okay. Um, if you're going discless, you're losing the ability to, you know, play media, movies, right? So like if you're assuming that yeah. people are only streaming both the games and media, but a lot of people still have you know, DVD collections, Blu-ray collections. I mean, one of the the advantages of having an Xbox One S is the 4K Blu-ray support, right? That's true. So <laughs> the, like, the PS4 Pro does not have. Yeah, and so 4K you know, like if you have a 4K TV that and you get a 4K Blu-ray, that shit's gonna look really nice. I I, I beg to differ. I just don't think there's that many people that are playing physical media that I. Th- I watch most of my movies now through like Netflix or, you know, through kind of streaming means. Right. But what I'm saying is that if you only go down by 50 bucks, I oh, feel I like that's saying. not enough of an incentive to get people to give up functionality. Yeah, to, to draw in mean? those people who somehow don't have an Xbox after five years. <laughs> yeah. We're probably still rocking print plenty of like. How am I supposed to watch my all in the family complete collection? <laughs> yeah, like I would say, like if it's if it were one fifty as like the starting MSRP, and then they discounted it on holiday to like a hundred, maybe they would grab people. But I feel like one fifty, it would be quite a bit. All right, that's just me though. I don't know where you are with your my, my launch expone like the disk drive is almost gone mine died mine died this week i could not eject uh really i had to get a paper clip to eject a disc yeah now now i have just an unfolded paper clip next to my console i I, there's only one game that i'm playing on disc it's destiny 2 and so occasionally Mm. i will have to eject that but other than that it's just like (laughs) i might as well just leave it in that that is Is glorified drm it's it's not like Uh, a day one console uh yes Okay. It's actually the day one edition. Like I have the yeah, controller I have that says that too. and everything. Yeah, that's why One X's are looking mighty tempting to me right I now. I have one of those too. Uh, very nice. <laughs> I upgraded. Nice. It's nice. It's small. It's quiet. I see. Well, we were talking about things you can stream on here. Uh, some big news hit this week. So Castlevania showrunner mm. Adi Shankar. Is, am, I, am I saying that right? Does anyone know Shankar? Shankar. Shankar. Uh, he's developing a Devil May Cry series. It's not announced yet if this is coming to Netflix or Hulu or what. But he did say this will have a shared universe with the Castlevania series, which, I mean, to be a shared universe, doesn't it kind of need to be on Netflix? Like, if they're sharing. He's also the guy who does, like, his bootleg universe. Yeah, that's what he's saying, that they're part of the bootleg bootleg multiverse, is what he's calling it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe shared universe, maybe not. I wouldn't mind if they got Warren Ellis to write it. Would not mind at all. Mm -hmm. I do love the quote here. 
Um, this guy talks like The Rock in 1998. I acquired these, The Devil May Cry rights myself, so the jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up too. Hmm. These jabronis, <laughs> know your role and shut your Castlevania. What other 90s slang can we work into this? Uh, well, I mean, well, there's probably some 90s IP that is uh, hmm. was being a little bit mishandled. Um, so Telltale, the bankruptcy and liquidation proceedings are going through. <sighs> and that means a lot of Telltale games are being delisted from Steam. Uh, so, so far, delisted Ouch. games already include Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and Monkey Island series. So, oh. if there are Telltale games you want to buy, you've been eyeing... You might want to move quickly because they're straight up being delisted from the store. It's mostly the IP related stuff, but uh, that's most of their stuff. So, so hurry. Tell yourself the workers have moved on. I yep. Just get it. Mm. Yep. Oh, speaking of, uh, it was announced that Walking Dead final season will continue yeah. with some of the original developers. Mm-hmm. Right. That is right. back oh, is that underway. The final word now. I feel like it's gone back and forth. I thought I, I saw track. that today. So. No, I, I did see it. I, okay. I saw it this week. Okay. It, Skybound. That's nice. Because uh, we, yeah, we had announced a few, well, now it's a few months ago that Skybound had said, okay, we're going to hire them on, but there were not a lot of details of how they were doing that. And if, yeah, if they were getting many original devs. So it sounds like that's firming up a bit and they confirmed they do have some people from that game. All right. Great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So speaking of IP and maybe people possibly stealing it. Uh, is Fortnite stealing dance moves? Can you yes, do that? <laughs> constantly. Uh, rapper Two Millie says he might sue Epic for their use of Millie Rock. Uh, and here's his quote: "They actually sell that particular move. It's for purchase." Uh, and that's when I was like, "Oh no, this can't go on too long." So it's it's not that it's in the game; uh, it's that they're selling it. So Donald Faison, Faison from from Scrubs, is also complaining about that. He basically says they jacked his shit because the poison dance that he did from an episode of Scrubs Mm -hmm. uh, is also in the game. Uh, Chance the Rapper is quoted as saying, you know, Fortnite should put the actual rap songs behind the dances that make so much money as emotes. Black creatives created and popularized these dances but never monetized them. Imagine the money people are spending on these emotes being shared with the artists that made them. I think a lot of the problem is you cannot technically uh, copyright choreography. Yeah, it's an idea. You can't copyright an idea. Right, right. And chore- choreography, I don't think, has ever been litigated where I, <clears throat> I, do, I don't think you can copyright dance moves. And so that's sort of the problem with this. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a bummer. It's just like, yeah, of course. you know, It, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like emotes are, they tend to be based on memes and popular things. Like all the Destiny 2 emotes I have are based on kind of popular things, you know? And Yeah, I, I don't think this will create any new legislation and IP laws, but I think... It's a bad look for Fortnite, so if you want to do this, hey, you worked out a deal with the NFL. They're the worst company in the world. Hardest to deal with. I'm sure you can talk to what was it, two Millie? Two Millie. Two Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, just go talk to just go talk to her. <laughs> and Chance the Rapper and and uh, and Donald Faison, because you know, we all love scrubs. Come on. Yeah, how how hard would it be to license a dance from someone who'd probably love the chance to be in a game? Just give them a tiny little split. And as our news segment comes to a close, so too does development of Kingdom Hearts 3. It was announced that development of Kingdom Hearts 3 is finished. So after more than five years after it was announced, uh, the game is wrapped. 
Uh, game director Tetsuya Nomura said today in a tweet posted to the official Kingdom Hearts account. Uh, so it looks like it's going to hit that January 29th, 2019 release date. Uh, he did encourage people to go back and play the other games, which no. of course has just been released <laughs> as that Ultra Super Edition on PlayStation 4 where you can play the story so far. Uh, because, of course, you need a reminder because Kingdom Hearts 2 came out 13 years ago. Yep. <laughs> he he later tweeted out, oh, wait, no, got to gotta go back and add more buckles and zippers. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Delayed Damn another three it. years. We didn't meet our zipper quota. <laughs> we missed it. Am I the only one who's like terrified by this? Like the idea of actually playing this game? Hmm. I don't know. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, and having replayed them recently, like I'm so scared. Do I still like this? I don't want to not like this. I'm crazy enough where even after all our ranting and raving, like I am intrigued by that PS4 collection of like maybe I maybe I don't have to play all of them. Maybe I can just go back and play the numbered versions uh, to to get caught up, <sighs> so I don't have to play Dream Drop. Distance discotheque, whatever. So we streamed the first one to take some of the pain out, and we edited out uh, some of the agonizingly long sequences and retreads and circling because you know it's uh, terrible game design from 14 years ago, and (laughs) and uh, our playthrough was 30 hours, and we were hauling ass, and you will get (laughs) you will be underpowered by the time you get to things if you go that fast. Well, that sucks. That makes me not want to do that. Thanks for that. Um, Well, anyway, that's all the news that's fit to play. Well, then, time to move on to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Uh, Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was who is your favorite Stanley created or co-created character and why? Um, Elena, do you have one? Oh my god, I'm on the spot. I'm on the spot. <laughs> we can come back to you if you want to. I can't think make about decisions it. like this. Just say Spider Man. Say Spider Man. No, None of us did. Never Spider Man. <laughs> what? I know. We were, we were all me. too cool to say Spider Man. Mm. Uh, Spider Man rules. Why not? That's true. Uh, well, uh, Keru Seta was on VigigameApocalypse.com saying, I'm really torn between the X Men and Spider Man. As a kid collecting comics in the late 80s and early 90s, and of course watching what seemed like great cartoon shows of each, these were the two that I collected the most. Primarily X-Men over Uncanny X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man over Spectacular Spider-Man. But those were mostly just circumstantial choices rather than anything intentional. My very first comic book was a very early 80s Spider-Man about an African-American high school track star. I have no idea what happened in it at all, and my dog literally ate it. Then on one of my very first flea market batch buys, I got one where Spider-Man and Hawkeye teamed up to fight an out-of-control Hulk. I must have read that particular comic 20 times, trying my best to imitate the drawing. I think Spider-Man, particularly pre-1990s, really spoke to kids because Spider-Man was a kid. He was a teenager, constantly being bullied and made fun of by Flash Thompson, perpetually unable to attract Gwen Stacy, having to keep secrets from his grandmother, etc. She was his aunt! His Aunt May! Get it right! (laughs) (laughs) And he was a nerd, like so many of us. I think that's really the great secret of Stan Lee's characters, that they were always underdogs. Outcasts from society, discriminated against and forever choosing to do the right thing and sacrifice in spite of it. That's ultimately what sets Stanley apart from the other comic creators. It's it's true. We talked more about that on this week's Laser Time uh, with special guest, our buddy Jeff the Comic Guy, uh, which I just want to plug Laser Time real fast because Giant Robots Conquer the World uh, says my favorite Stanley co-creation has to be the Silver Surfer, and the Silver Surfer for the NES theme is Laser Time's theme. 
really? fun fact. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's from the uh, silver the Tim Fallon music from the Silver Surfer game. Mm, I feel uh, so music, betrayed now. Game Unless like- you're an IP lawyer at Marvel, in which case it is not that music. <laughs> Or whatever's left of LJN. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it was the first comic I started to buy every month and started a lifelong road uh, as a comics fan. Unlike most heroes, Norrin Rad was unapologetically spiritual and reflective. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I still remember the saga of the Cosmic Messiah, where the Messiah wanted to purge sin and pain from the world by removing our humanity, and we'd become living energy in an eternal sea. At the climax, the Messiah is told that our flaws... And overcoming them is what makes us human, and if we were meant to be angels, we would have been born with wings. Boom! As a too-smart-for-their-own-good kid uh, <laughs> uh, going to a heavenly evan- evangelical church twice a week while subconsciously repressing his queer- her queerness, uh, this was revolutionary. When he would talk about the, the surfer, Stan would gush and talk about how uh, this random minor character Jack Kirby had drawn had struck Stan... And they developed uh, into what the, they developed him into what the surfer would become. Thanks, Dan. Excelsior. Excelsior. Yes. <laughs> How he pronounced it. <laughs> uh, Lambert is dead. Says uh, an odd one for me and a bit tangential, but my favorite character is probably Daredevil. Oh, mine too. Because the style of writing in Origin was the inspiration for the origin of my actual favorite characters. Eastman and Laird's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Even down to giving the goo that gave him super senses be the goo that mutated the turtles. A slightly less swanky answer is Doctor Strange, because I love the idea of comic creators tripping balls and trying to get these very specifically counterculture elements like chakras, (laughs) astral projection, and other overly earnest New Age wizardry into the stories they're telling. I have to ask, the way you read it, did you think Eastman was a superhero for a second? Yes, I did. Eastman! <laughs> Do you want to read Hey, yo, I'm Eastman. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> New York here. I'm walking here. Oh! I'm podcasting here. Isn't that like literally all of Marvel's superheroes? Like, hey, we're from New York. This is how we do things. <laughs> Bada bing, forget about it. Oh. I'm Daredevil over by here. The, oh, my God. We're doing Enzo Amore impressions <laughs> that we don't even mean to. Which, by the way, at Survivor Series... He fucking tried to pull a kayfabe invasion. The Assassin's Creed sn- in, in, in into the <laughs> arena he was just fired from. He snuck uh. into the crowd with his bad wig, got up and went to cut a promo, and security immediately yanked his ass out before anyone could notice right, him. damn. It's wild. It's anyway. Um, from the official Facebook Laser Time community, Trescutable says... Trescutable. Mechanical Boy Ultimo. I mean, Mm. it's not really my favorite, but I wanted to bring it up to remind y'all that Stanley once worked with the mangaka of Shaman King to make a series where a scientist in feudal Japan, who is plainly drawn to be Stan Lee, designs a, quote, ultimate good robot and, quote, ultimate evil robot who will duke it out in the future. It's notable in that the series ran for six years, ending its run in 2015, and was written by Stan Lee from start to finish, making it one of the few serialized manga with a Western comics uh, comics writer credited. I genuinely can't recall any others, but I don't want to say it's the only one. You know what's really funny? Hmm. It's it was like ordained in the heavens for me to read this because I was working at Viz when Ultimo was coming out. Really? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And I, I, Laser Time, we tried to have a tiny little segment where we focused on lesser-known Stanley creations, and I forgot, so I'm going to insert it in here. My favorite Stanley creation is The Governator, 
the cartoon he created alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger that was canceled after like two episodes. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yes, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was both a politician and a robot from the future. Really okay. want to see that crossover with Stripperella? This really <laughs> happened. Yes. Oh, you know we mentioned Stripperella. <laughs> Stripperella, it is so good to see you here in California. Oh, God. Wow, <laughs> she's killing me with the boobies. Ow! Wow! Wow! There was, like, another series that came out alongside Stripperella with, like, Kelsey Grammer as a humanoid. Gary rat. the Rat. Gary the Rat. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, just, just mash them all up. Uh, Patrick McLafferty says... I'll go with one of the more underappreciated ones since it never got a non-streaming release in the U.S., but Hero Man. It was a fun mech show. I wonder what that was about. No clue. A Hero Man, I guess. Mechs. Yeah. I should have said this, Andrew Shaw. He says, Ben Grimm, the thing, he's the guy with the quintessential New York accent. I'm thinking here! Uh, the man is the heart and soul of the Fantastic Four, and uh, though he's obviously Jack Kirby... I'm sure Stan had a had a hand in creating the nicest monster ever. Oh, hey, it's clobbering time over here. Hey, I'm the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this accent's uh, fun to do. It really is. Andrew Jacchetti says, uh, this is probably a basic answer, but Spider-Man. I love me some Spider-Man, mainly because of this week's number three, which was my first real deep dive into Spidey lore, and it blew my tiny little kid mind with just how big and fun this game was. Plus, this was my first introduction to Venom and Carnage, who remain high on my list of favorite villains for any comic series. This was also probably my first introduction to Stan Lee, and the narration of the game was one of my favorite perks, because life is nothing but co coincidence. I had actually been wearing a brand new Spidey shirt my fiancé bought me on the day Stan Lee died. Oh, man. Uh, he's, of course, referring to the, the PlayStation uh, PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game narrated by Stan Lee. That was our entry from last week's show where we counted down the top five Stan Lee cameos mm -hmm. in video games. In games. And uh, from Twitter, Dub Deej says, She-Hulk for me, uh, though I only discovered this after Googling which characters Mr. Lee created. She hasn't uh, had much game representation, but most comics with her are in it are awesome. This is true. Uh, also, thank you so much for this episode. Uh, Long-time listener, very infrequent commenter. All good. Mm. Uh, and She-Hulk rules in her best representation, I think, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yep. 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 I, I played the cutscene on a show earlier this year where she is... Uh, yeah. She's there with, uh, I think, Phoenix Wright and Miles Edgeworth in, in a trial. Right? Mm. And I, I just want to add that I would watch, I would binge the shit out of a She-Hulk Netflix show, mm -hmm. especially right. if it crossed Ooh. over with Daredevil. Ooh. Mm. That would be oh, cool. God. Both boy, she's a lawyer um, in, her, in her off time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Dan Slott has had a really good run on She-Hulk. I really love that. Mm. Mm. All right, I have an answer now, by the way. Oh, okay, Please. let's hear it. I have an answer. So at first, I, I didn't know that you could get away with just saying an entire you know series like X-Men, but I will pick one. So X-Men's one of my favorites. Um, I think, so when I was younger, it was Jean Grey, but I think as an adult, it would be Professor X. Okay. okay. Why Professor Wait, X? Why is that? Um, I think he better, for me, represents what it's like to, to be an adult, right? Where you're grappling with a lot of these like moral choices and you're restricted by like the shit that life has thrown you he's in he's in a fucking wheelchair you know um whereas to me as a child gene gray was cool because it's like i could read minds and fuck all y'all <laughs> yeah. yeah i have infinite power and my job is to spend all day restraining him 
I can see all the gross shit in your head. Get the fuck away from me, creep. <laughs> yes, yes. Both her uh, and Professor X can do, can do that. We also have a video response. Hey, VGA, Tranquil Bear Strange, you here, and my answer is Spider-Man. I know it's a generic answer, but I just love that character. One of the first Marvel characters I ever loved, and it was such a, it was a gateway to who else to the whole Marvel universe in general, just with everyone, like Iron Man, Hulk... Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men, you name everyone. Everyone. Just, he was very, like, the hero you wanted to be because he wasn't, he was still human at heart. And he just, I think he's had the best Marvel games ever. Um, I had a massive uh, flashback to my childhood, similar to that in Ratatouille where Ego eats, Ego eats the Ratatouille and he's, like, thrown back to his childhood. That was, like, me playing Spider-Man 4. The Spider-Man, you swap the PS4 Spider-Man game, sorry. Hmm. Going back to be playing Spider-Man 2 as a kid. So, uh, Stan Lee will miss you, buddy. And Excelsior. I had a similar flashback, except it was to me playing Spider-Man 2 as an adult. Because that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and every game that came out before that was pretty garbage. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> before, yeah, before PS1 Spider-Man. Yeah. So, a new question of the week. Uh, let's get dysfunctional. Woo! Tell us about a time a game caused drama or fighting among your family or friends. I guess for me, like growing up, games were always a considerable source of friction with my parents because mm-hmm. they didn't like me playing them all the damn time and uh, get into constant fights. They'd keep trying to restrict them. I'd keep trying to sneak around them and uh, play illicitly when I knew like my mom wouldn't be home during the afternoons and I was home from school. It's like, all right, going to sneak in some Nintendo time. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. And I remember like a, f- a few years ago when I was uh, working at Games Radar, my mom actually just sort of offhandedly said like, we should have restricted video games more. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's like my, my whole career is owed to video games. And in fact, if you'd restricted them more, I probably would have been more obsessed with them because yes. they would have been more forbidden. Right. So, like me. Yeah. It's just like how my parents didn't let me listen to gangster rap. And I am now a gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know I've told a couple of these before. Broke up with a girl playing a rented copy of Donkey Kong Country 2 because she w- didn't just wanted to keep talking. The lava level was hard. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, but the, the one I remember that just was really funny, like I had friends over at the house and like a couple of them I didn't know as well as my friend who brought them over. And like, oh, uh, brothers, here, this is great NES game Jackal uh, from Konami where. You can uh, two players can exist on the same screen, and then you can get a fucking badass jeep, and the uh, other one of you can get on and like shoot stuff while the other one drives. And like it to me, that's still like kind of awesome that existed on the NES. Everyone forgets about Jackal, and like you're gonna you're gonna love it. And there were two brothers, Chris and Eric, and then proceeded to get in a massive fist fight, tearing <laughs> one controller out of the NES, and then con- tearing the NES out of the wall. And I just remember my mom like trying to like get in there and separate them and couldn't do it and just had to push them into the yard where they continued to roll around and hit one another. And that that little brother kind of fight of like no one's hurts, but it looks vicious because it's just it's just a raw, unrestrained punches. But from uh, 12 year olds who can't do any damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I have a few of those memories with my brother growing up. I think games, video games taught me I am 
I'm extremely competitive. I have an extremely competitive personality, and I have a lot of memories just, you know. More competitive than you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, prove it. Uh, no, I have lots of memories of, like, yeah, playing basketball games. Or, yeah, with video games, like, specifically, like, that's a lot of, like, my brother and I fighting growing up was just kind of, like, either time on the machine. You know, it was like, hey, you're playing too long, let me play, whatever, you know. And then, uh, or it was, that's really where I learned, like, I don't like competitive multiplayer games. I don't like playing against other people because I take it super seriously and I become sort of an asshole. And and I have the excuse now where there's everyone online is an asshole and so I, why would I want to play with them? But I'm also like, I get so competitive. Like, it, I have had to force myself to play Crucible and Destiny 2 just because I don't like losing. And it fucking sucks and I don't, I don't have like a group I play with so I'm always doing matchmaking which means you're going to lose a lot of Crucible matches and stuff. So yeah, I mean video games t- kind of taught me growing up. I, I have a really shitty side of myself, this competitive side that I can, I can really yell at people and I'm not nice. Um, and that taught me like I prefer single player RPG experiences where I don't have to get pissed off because mm, anything happened. Mm. So yeah, lots of moments like that. So. You guys want to play a game? Want to play Overcooked? <laughs> I will most, yell at you. I will most, cut you over The most vicious overcooked. round of Overcooked. Oh, my God. And, and, the, and also with board games, by the way, in my house. Like, I will cut a fool over Monopoly. Like, <laughs> you best not cheat. They have that new cheating version of Monopoly. Oh, my Wait, God. Wait, what? There's a new version. They just call it, like, the cheater's version of Monopoly. Wait, how does that work? It's called the Trump version, actually, I should say. Oh, okay. Uh, cheating, oh. cheating in real estate. Um, but, no, they're... they're that's not a joke. There really is a cheating version of Monopoly, and it's like, no, my big brother used to do that growing up. Like, and that caused fist fights. Like, he would just sneak $100 over here. It's like, wait a minute. How'd you get that oh. property? Mm. Yeah, oh, I don't good. Like, I do not like that. All right. So I can I can actually take my story one of two ways. So I'll actually throw it to you guys to vote which one you'd prefer. Okay. Would nice. you like dysfunctional romantic relationship story, or would you like kind of cute but... Uh, very expected sibling story. Why not both? All right. <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with this functional relationship story. All right. Um. So I have learned I can no longer consider whoever I'm dating to be my primary co-op partner mm. because it basically means I will end up dumping them at some point, probably. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> because I don't know what it is, but every time I date someone and I am their co-op partner, or they're mine, I should say. I just, the worst part of me comes out because they don't know how to play video games. They're dead weight. They're dead weight. <laughs> there was a time I was playing uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, right? Like, it's a co-op mission. Yeah. It's, it's a quasi, it's not a stealth game. It's not, it's not. Mm, but nah. it's a quasi stealth game, right? There's a way to, like, approach certain things from certain sure. angles because yeah. there's a certain number of guards in certain places. Yeah. Yeah. Homeboy didn't tell me that he set up a bomb while I was setting up an elaborate <laughs> sort of strategy in my corner. Next thing you know, I've got like 20 guys on top of me and not not in any way that I would ever want, <laughs> period. I don't think I want that in general, ever. No. So uh, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That relationship didn't last. Can I point out the irony of that game being called Assassin's Creed Unity in this case? (laughs) Yeah, that didn't last. Um, And then uh, the sibling story was, uh, so Street Fighter 2, my brother and I were both playing it, kind of obsessed with it because it was the first time we got to play any kind of violent game. And uh, we were given a, do you remember those quote-unquote turbo controllers? Yeah, where you could, it would just basically... They were cheap. It would, it would mm-hmm. tap the yeah, button yeah, hundreds yeah. of times. Yeah, it was a cheat. Yeah. Uh, we got one, and we ended up not in a fist fight, um, 
But there were elbows and shoving and wrestling over the controller because we both wanted to use it at the same time, and that yeah, obviously that doesn't work. That does not work. Nope. Yeah. And then we both got grounded. Of course. Oh, damn. <laughs> so uh, I look back on that story fondly. I still haven't looked back on the other story fondly yet. Still angry. Yeah. And, and now they can do that. <laughs> like Chris in the background. <laughs> he wasn't good enough for you, literally. <laughs> See, now your kids can fight over the $300 switch and just drop that mm-hmm. and break oh, the entire fun. console. You don't need to just drop the controller. Just break no. the whole thing. They might snap it in half even. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Uh, I, I kind of want to add now. Um, so back in the day, we used to have these things called arcade machines. So I would oh, yes. I would get into conflicts with people I didn't even <laughs> consider friends. Yes. When I went to junior high, uh, we had uh, two or three of them installed in the cafeteria, which is a phenomenally bad idea. Mm-hmm. One of them was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and there would always be a huge crowd around it, and it was almost impossible to get into play. And this one day, like uh, like these four popular kids were playing it, and I was waiting in line behind one of them, and then one of them was just like, fuck, I'm out of quarters, I gotta run to my locker, and he like, tells his friend who's staying there, like, don't let anyone play! And uh, so he runs off, and I'm like, fuck, I could, I could die and be, you know, go back to whatever in the amount of time it's gonna take him to run to his locker and come back with quarters. So I'm like, fuck this, and I like shove past his friend and put the quarter in, and like, fight, fight, everybody fight, fight, is, is fight, like, fight. no, you can't do that, you can't do that, he's playing, no, you can't do that, like, no, I'm jumping in, and like, these kids standing behind me actually grab me by the ankles and lift my ankles. feet up off the ground. And, like, for a second, it's like crowd surfing. They're just, like, <laughs> pulling on my legs and I keeping my hands on the fucking joystick. <laughs> and I'm still playing. And then they give up and drop me. And then everybody's, like, just muttering, like, oh, fuck, I can't believe you do this. And then, yeah, I died a few times and, and was gone before that kid came back. So what the fuck was the problem? Dude, that is the fucking teaser trailer for the biopic of Michael Robert. Yeah. <laughs> that is a way better story than anything I could wow. ever tell. But you, they weren't friends. Those kids were assholes. You only you died a few times in the game, but how many times did you die inside, Michael? <laughs> Still dying inside. times. <laughs> That was that was what twenty eight years ago, probably. <laughs> Damn. All right. So, when did video games create friction with you and your dysfunctional friends or family? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode two hundred and ninety one. Alternately, you can go on Facebook, join the official Laser Time community on Facebook, and answer there. There will be a thread where you can you can type your answer, or just hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and let us know your answer. It's also a great place if you want to hit us with a video answer. So, it's the end of the show. Let's go out with some plugs. Elena, you're the guest. Where can people see your stuff? You know, well, you can find me on Twitter at Morphing Ball, which is a Super Metroid reference that I don't have to explain, nor do I have to tell anybody no. listening to this that it not has nothing to do with medication. <laughs> yeah, it's Morphing <laughs> Ball, not Morphine Ball. <laughs> Morphine G Ball here. <laughs> no, old timey. Seriously, because I create, so I created my Twitter handle when I was working in you know video game related things, and I never had to explain it then. Now, for my current job, I work as an editor at PC World. Um, so, so many people ask me, they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, it has to do with video oh. games. I'm not some kind of drug <laughs> addict. 
Anyway, you can find me on Twitter there. Um, right now, I'm working on a ton of Black Friday coverage for PC World and our other sites. So if you like tech deals, uh, follow me. Look uh, look at my articles on PC World. And you can ask me questions if I'm still alive and awake by the end of this weekend. All right. Chris, I know you've got some stuff to plug. Oh, always, because this week's Laser Time is all about Stan Lee, Stan the Man Lee. Uh, some things you did maybe knew about Stan Lee clarified, uh, some things you didn't know about Stan Lee, but um, sort of trying to quantify what kind of a loss this is. to. A, I don't know. I think it's it, he weirdly may have represented um, kind of like the last generation of like pop culture uh he, he was the last member of his tribe in the generation of pop culture and we just lost him it's, it's total bummer uh but as someone pointed out we still have john romita senior with us and he was uh he's been talking a lot about him so that's cool um a lot of fun sound clips on that one um 30 20, 10 this week is very exciting talking about some fun christmas movies like four christmases and scrooge uh there is one of the best video games of all time is celebrating its 20th anniversary uh, this week. And I'm not going to say it here, but who knows? We might have someone special on to talk about it. But mm-hmm. also, once again, truly plugging Mystery Science Theater 3000. New episodes hit Netflix, but also on 302010, we find out. I didn't. I knew Turkey Day was synonymous with Mystery Science Theater 3000 as a marathon. I didn't know the first episode debuted on Thanksgiving. So it is 30 years old on wow. Thanksgiving. I remember there, there was another Thanksgiving marathon I had growing up a lot, uh, Twilight Zone episodes, which yep. you did an entire Twilight Zone-themed mm-hmm. laser time recently as well with Diamond Dog we, Dave Rudden. Yes, we did. Uh, so we did, a, we did a Twilight Zone and Mystery Science episode like years ago about marathons, holiday marathons. And uh, But yeah, it's a really fun episode, uh, 302010 this week. Uh, and of course, we encourage you to support us at patreon.com slash laser time. Bonus time this week are the return of the errands. Uh, you can hear a little tiny bit more of the genetic 23andMe saga or how to find relatives you are uh, related to only by sperm. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Elm, Elm Street Nightmare is a wrap. Um, Jason 1 through X is now up uh, for patrons over there. And, yeah, a lot of fun holiday commentaries as well. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one of Brett and I's favorite movies. We did that one. That should be on there. Or you can get, a, you can get those commentaries for as low as a buck on... Uh, lasertime.bandcamp.com uh, and everything that supports the show maybe follow Lasertime on Twitter uh, Lasertime Show because uh, we'll tweet out some game deals this Black Friday uh, save you some time and money how about that nice I was uh, featured again on a recent episode of the Potty Slam podcast. Uh, in this episode, we go into the death of uh, Dino Bravo. I don't know if you guys remember 80s wrestling personality Dino Bravo. Yeah, Fred Flintstone's dog. And yeah, so no. he, um, yeah, he, he, he died under some interesting circumstances. That's all I will say there. And you can check that out. That's the Potty Slam podcast. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Maddie C. Allen. Real quick, with Thanksgiving, I just wanted to thank uh, all of our listeners, first of all, but just everyone who has been interacting with us on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse. Uh, we love getting comments from you guys. Everyone who's been commenting and providing answers on the official Laser Time Facebook community uh, to the question of the weeks, we love that. So thank you so much for your responses, because obviously they make up part of the show. Everyone who comments uh, at VG Game Apocalypse as well, like, thank you so much. Uh, when I see... You know, all of your your comments on the topics, you know, it, it's just it means a lot. So thank you, guys. That's that's my Thanksgiving. Thank you for me to you. All right. Well, as always, 
You can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's been our show. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see you next week. I don't, I don't have a long enough pole. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Secret sound. Got it, nailed it. <laughs>